Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I am, this is another exciting edition of Writing the Nerds, and I am Ray BG. I have with me my co-host. Cody. And what we're bringing to you today is another interesting um, cast dealing with the world of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. You thought uh, you thought Game of Thrones could be pretty deep. You're in for a hell of a surprise when it comes to Warcraft. Man, World of Warcraft, I mean... This this concept created video games, created this wonderful, rich lore that is forever, um, and also created a movie which was pretty decent in terms of a uh, fantasy movie dealing with um, orcs, yeah. elves, and humans. I mean, so. we, we should we should just definitely admit to you, like World of Warcraft has a GDP that's bigger than most countries. Like they they make more money than most nations do. EverQuest at one point was like the 44th largest world economy. World of Warcraft is bigger. And yeah, I guarantee you the economics of that game would blow just about anything else out of the water. I totally agree with you. And speaking of which, I mean, um, Cody here just mentioned uh, one of the computer, one of the computer MMOs, um, EverQuest. Um, you got to understand EverQuest ended maybe what, four years ago? They, Some, they, they like kept that. Sunny, it was, Sunny cut the service to that game because it, it became um, it wasn't worth the money to keep the servers up. Yeah. Um, then you have games like Asheron's Call back in the day, which one of the OG MMOs, and then um, you had stuff like Eve Online, which is a totally different genre. Can't forget Ultima. Ultima, which which was actually the the, the father, the mother of all these MMOs, right? And that that was a wonderful game. Um, but those games, some of those games don't don't exist, and if, if they do exist, they're on like player fan servers, mm-hmm. um, and you still have World of Warcraft, which is going on strong. They've made RPG games out of this, out of this. They've made um, card games out of this. I mean, this franchise, World of Warcraft, has been crazy, and it's in effect, it's still going. I mean, it's, they're releasing a new expansion um, that's been in um, pre order now for almost six months. But um, um, new expansion. They they've they've. I think they have what six or seven expansions out already. It's somewhere around there. It's. I mean, it definitely takes the uh, massive part to massive multiplayer online and runs with it because they have millions of players across the globe. That like millions of unique players, which is hard to accomplish in any game, much less one this. You know that that's been going for twenty years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this game started out in 2004. Um, you've had BlizzCon since 2006. I mean, it's it's insane. Um, one of the things about this game that I like is you have the character elements of, you know, I, you hear Ray BG talking, you hear me talking all the time about um, everything always goes back to Dungeons and Dragons. Well, mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm, I'm going to say that now, but then I'm going to go out. I'm not going to go into the whole character breakdowns. You have World of Warcraft, and in it you have your magic user, you have your warrior, you have your rogue, you have your shaman, and um, you have these classes of characters. And then, of course, you have the different races. You have the humans, the trolls, the elves, you have, like, the night elves. You have now another type of the nightborn elves. Um, You have the gnomes, you have the dwarves. You have the giants now. I mean, it's... 
Uh, you have the Pandarians, the, you yeah, have the Tauren, the Draenei. Yeah. I mean, this game goes into so much lore with mythical creatures that it's it's created, like I said, a fan. It's created a a, I mean, a, a huge fan base. Yeah, just hell. Think about it. <clears throat> I mean, even with the character classes, you're not just going into fan like you're going into every aspect of every fantasy thing that's come since Tolkien, basically, plus some. You know, druids, warlocks, mages, um, paladins. Death Knights, oh my god, I can't think. There, there's <laughs> such a shitload more to go off of. You have assassins, rogues. You have, you have oh, rogues yeah. which have assassin classes now, have subtility classes now, have um, a, there's another class within that whole thing. I mean, it's it's deep. Um, you have you have three versions of the, of a mage. You have arcane mage. You have ice mage. You have fire mage. Mean you have warrior, fury warrior. Um, it, it's insane. Griffins, dragons, <laughs> oh god, just everything. Like you just can't. If it if it's if there's a fantasy element you can think of, just just throw it in there because there I'm pretty go. sure it's already there. There you go. Although Murlocs, I don't know. I don't remember They're them not popping a up. Race. It doesn't matter. They're great. <laughs> they because the sound they make <laughs> is yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's it, yes. It, it's like that Star Wars episode with um. But what was his name? Uh, uh, <laughs> if you're going where I think you're going, I don't want to say it. Out it's loud. the Clone Wars. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Baba, Baba Jinx. What was it? What was his name? Like you thinking Jar Jar Binks? Jar Jar Binks. See, there that's, we go. That's what I thought. I didn't want to say yes. it out loud because it's kind of like Bloody Mary. You say Jar Jar Binks three times. There you go. Yeah. I. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I mean this this game um, has so far outlived most MMOs of that genre of this fantasy genre. Even I some stuff I didn't mention like um, Lot R, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, and then you have games um, Warhammer. When that I remember when that game came out, it was a copy almost of World of Warcraft, but it was a little bit more advanced, and that game didn't even last long. I mean, it was the first that game actually brought out certain instances that later on World of Warcraft took into to consideration and they yeah. implemented in the game. Because so. World of Warcraft was based on the lore of the three games that came before it, plus the extended stuff that they had always intended to kind of, like that they kind of alluded to, but never introduced heavily. Like, you're getting names thrown out, but all of a sudden in World of Warcraft you can dive a lot deeper into them. Or read the books. There's like 25 of them. Right. Oh, um, yeah. Or, yeah, sitting here in front of us are three very large, like, compendiums of uh, information that covers everything from when once there was nothing, now there are things. Yes. Like it's, <laughs> yes. It's almost uh, a little bit of Cthulhu mythos in certain ways, like the old gods, the, you know, so, stuff like that. So, actually, it's funny <laughs> you say that, because that's actually what they did with the um, previous expansions when they started, when they started about, well, the most recent expansion... When I talked about the old gods, it is technically Cthulhu, we told. Yeah. In World of Warcraft. And they took that because the old gods, um, since you're speaking the lore a little bit right now, the old gods are actually tentacle creatures. Oh, they are? Because they, yeah, because basically what they, when, so the old gods were a creation of something known as the Void Lords. And if you read the lore, uh, you find out, and even if you play the game now, you know what the Void Lords are. They're like these creatures of, of, of darkness. Pure darkness, um... I guess a good way to think of them for people who might not be too familiar with this kind of stuff is uh, 
similar to a creature like Pennywise, where mm. very focused on devouring and destruction as opposed to, uh, you know, creating, defending, that right. kind of thing. And so what these Void Lords wanted to do was find planets that had sentience. And um, in the lore, you find out that um, planets like Azeroth, which is the world that Warcraft is based in, have a thing called a world soul. And these world souls are baby um, titans. And um, basically what the Void Lords wanted to do was create a corrupted titan so that they so that they could destroy it. Well, they can take control of everything. And uh, so they created the old gods start to corrupt world souls. And um, that's what the old gods do. They they get into a planet that has a world soul, world soul and they embed themselves into it. And then they use their darkness um, to corrupt that soul into something twisted. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's basically what, and that's what the previous expansion was about. And that's what the current expansion is about, I should say. You're fighting these old gods to try to stop them from corrupting Azeroth. But if you've already read some of the lore, you pretty much you pretty much think that Azeroth is screwed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like there's there's nothing that's gonna save this. Like it's it's almost as screwed as the box office from the movie that came out. Um, yeah. So, God, I mean, really, and it's the uh, world souls that become titans, right? They it is. That. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and then you have one titan who kind of sees this whole thing coming which he's basically becomes the main villain of the Warcraft universe, even though you never really encounter him directly. Right. Um, so he's trying to uh, essentially like root out the corruption, but he believes the only way in doing so is to destroy all life in the universe, essentially. So ultimately that's what he comes to. And, and so... To give you a little thing, this Titan, so the Titans, um, you have like maybe six, seven of these things um, or more, and they're called they, they're called the Titans because they were basically one of the first creations in the world next to the, to the Void Lords. And so you have Sagaris, who we're talking about, and if I misspell his name, if I mispronounce his name, I apologize, but um, Sagaris is the one that we're talking about. He's the Titan who decided, hey, the only way to stop the old gods uh, from corrupting the world souls by destroying, essentially destroying that world because it's, it's pointless. Right. Um, then you have Amon Thul, who was considered the um, leader of the Pantheon. Um, Sagaris himself was the defender of the Pantheon. Then you have Agrimar, Agrimar, who was like the a friend, uh, um, protege of Sagaris. Um, he was considered the lieutenant of Sagaris. You have Eomar, mm -hmm. Eomar, who was a life binder. She's basically the um, the nature, the life force of the Pantheon. You have um, Khazgarath, who's considered the shaper of the Forger of Worlds. So he's basically the one who was in charge of once they found these sentient planets, these young nascent titans, he would create things to help nurture them um, to grow, you know, to grow faster so they become titans eventually. Then you have Narganan, who's considered the keeper of celestial magics and lore. He's basically, he was basically the the father of magic, if you want to put something in, in essence. And then you have Golgoneth, um, considered Lord of the Skies, which is basically, he was a guardian of of, um, of of lightning and power, basically. And so, Sagaris, like was mentioned earlier, decided, hey, you know, I see these, I, I see these world souls, and I see this corruption, 
Um, I'm gonna try to see see about fighting this back, but I can't. I can't. You know, the more I try, the more uh, these things keep coming, and all of a sudden, I got these demons I'm fighting as well. And to be honest, it was ironic though. Before he even knew about the old gods, he was fighting demons because that's yeah. the warlords and demons as well, because they control anything in the twisted neither. Right. And um, he was so. What basically what happened was cigars was fighting demons, and then he found a planet that had something else besides demons in it. And um, he also learned about the Void Lords because in the beginning of in, in, in the lore, um, the Titans didn't even know that the Void Lords existed, which was ironic. Um, and they found this out because they kept fighting the demons. They learned about the Twisted Neither. Then they learned about the Void Lords. And then they learned about the, well, Sagaris learned about the um, old gods. He and he he went he fought them he went back and he told the Pantheon hey listen uh, there's something far worse than these demons that I'm fighting out here me and uh, me and Argamar are fighting out here there's this thing that's corrupting world souls and the Pantheon, and he was like and I think the only way they, the only way to stop these things is by destroying the planet itself and of course the Pantheon was like no you don't need to do that right you know it's essentially <laughs> sticking your head in the sand and hoping that uh, nothing's gonna come from it you know. So basically, Cigar's like, you know what? Screw you. He went, he found another world that had a um, infestation of old gods, and he basically destroyed that world. Yeah, cleaved it in half. <laughs> um, you know, as one does when, <laughs> when you're not messing around anymore. Exactly. He's like, nope, I tried to save it. Uh, it's not going to happen. Bye. Um, which is ironic because when you go back to the game itself, well, one of the things I found interesting is the game itself starts you off um, this is the World of Warcraft the game. Um, not uh, this is the MMO. The MMO starts you off in in a time before the Dark Portal, maybe a hundred, two hundred years before the Dark Portal. Um, and so basically, you have what four major cities? You have Stormwind. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. There's more than that. It's like six. You got Stormwind. You have um, Kaladar. That's the dwarves, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what theirs is called. Um, um, Kalimdar. I don't know. I usually played a dwarf, and I can't remember. Like, <laughs> so, so yeah, so you, you basically have the home for the humans, which is basically Stormwind. You have um, the home for the uh, for the um, for the dwarves. You at the time in the beginning, you did have a separate place um, for the gnomes. Yeah. And then something happened, and the gnomes ported up with the um, dwarves. Right. And then you had a place for the night elves. You didn't have Blood Elves in the beginning. That was something that came out in an expansion. I think it came out with the Dragon Aspect expansion. But anyway, so you had the yeah. Night Elves. It was around the, time, the Burning Legion expansion. Yeah, the I Burning think. Legion. Yeah. You had the Night Elves who lived in their own little treehouse. <laughs> and then, um, I think, oh, that was it at the time, right? You only had those guys? No, 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 no. no. The well, Horde. You had the Orcs. Yeah, 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 the Orcs. You trolls. had the Tauren. And you had the Trolls. And those are the big, ba- actually. Wasn't well, no, it wasn't goblins or anything because they were just your goblins were your neutral party, that right? At the time, everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, so yeah, you had so you had oh, basically those creatures in the beginning of it, yeah. I'm pretty sure okay. it was because they inhabited the ruins of Lord, Rai. that's right, Lord, Rai. Um, yeah, that's right, where, yeah, yeah, they saw so basically it was, yeah, that's right, because they did they did put you there, but they, yeah, yeah so basically, they, you were 100, 200 years before the dark portal, before well, Goldon. It still takes place after Warcraft Three, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, World of Warcraft. Actually, they jump through back and forth through time a lot. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's what they did. That's what they did in the MMO. Yeah. They, I mean, so they basically put you in a neutral state, 
And in the beginning, if anybody ever, ever played original Warcraft, if you go right now, they have actually another version of Warcraft, which um, takes you back to the old days when when armor mattered, <laughs> 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 when hit points and arm, when hit points, armor and materials mattered. Because nowadays, in the regular game, that doesn't really matter. <laughs> you can form you can form the crap out of armor and be like, okay. Um, when resistance is counted, like when you when you had to have a specific armor set to fight a specific boss, mm. that's the day that that was the glory days of World of Warcraft. As a matter of fact, I think World of Warcraft is one of the that and EverQuest was only one of the only games that caused people to lose their jobs because they would stay home when the new expansions came out. Yep. <laughs> people would call in sick when the expansions came out and then the boss found out and fired them the next day. I mean well yeah, <laughs> I mean World of Warcraft was well, they still have support groups for Widows of Warcraft. I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's called Divorces, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the divorce rate hit 50%. Luckily, it was already hanging around there before this came out. But it surely didn't help matters. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. A juggernaut like this turned into an addiction. Like, people do psychological counseling in-game. Like, yeah, no. all of this stuff happens... And it seems weird when you're sitting at the outside of it. Like, I accidentally stumbled onto a funeral procession when I was playing once. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, they do have those things. Somebody who was part of a guild had died. Oh, and they were memorializing their friend in-game. R.I.P. guy. Yeah. Like, it was weird. But at the same time, I thought it was also kind of sweet. You know, it was kind of... It was nice. It was right. weird, like... It... You know, a different kind of tribe coming together to mourn for something that, you know, for someone that they didn't really know but knew. Right. It, yeah, it was really weird. But, it, you know, it definitely has a weird way of bringing people together, but that's a little... Speaking awesome. of stuff like that, I mean, yeah, those early memos, Warcraft, World of Warcraft, um, EverQuest, um, they brought the whole... They basically... There were places where people could get, get together and do real-life functions um like thousands of miles apart. Um, I remember my first time um, in World of Warcraft when I attended a wedding, and that was an awesome event. Um, fireworks at the end, it was it was crazy. One of my one of my classes at IU, we actually did an entire um, we did an entire course session on World of Warcraft mm -hmm. uh, all together. We just all got the free trials, logged on for an evening, and my professor, I can remember didn't really know how to play that well. So it was like me and one other person who had played this a lot who were like trying to defend him from everything that was coming at right. him. But he still got killed a few times when he got separated from us anyway. Like right. I remember threatened to fail one one of us who he said <laughs> was teabagging his corpse. Um, yeah, so. I think um, one of the features I missed in the game... Um, that, I mean, you still can do, but it's not as popular as uh, PvP. Um, the early memos, um, like Warcraft, EverQuest, um, gave you a choice between PvE and player versus environment and PvP, uh, player versus player. And I think that that was an awesome thing because before then you had games like, um, oh, goodness, Lineage. Lineage 1 and Lineage 2, and it was purely PvP with the story. And the story was beautiful, and the gameplay was beautiful, but dying was harsh. Yeah. Because in games like, I think in Lineage 2, Lineage 1, Lineage 2, when you died, you lost basically everything. Well, yeah. Or, 
And even early MMOs, too, when people could loot your corpse. Oh, so yeah. So you just like, okay, well, I just lost, like, hours, months, days. Exactly. Like, yeah, worth of work. Exactly. Um, and even, even in World of Warcraft, um, when they had in the PvP, before they started tuning it to people's desires, um, you would basically, you could lose, you lose specific amounts of things, including money, mm. in the PvP realm, and it sucked. Yep. Because you saved up for stuff, and you wasn't smart enough to put in the bank. Like you should have, and somebody kills you, and that's your armor, that's your money. Yep. Square one. I, uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> and, and World of Warcraft for me was a jarring experience because I was used to Warcraft one, Warcraft two, Warcraft three. The RPGs. Where, yeah, I'm I'm doing a real time strategy game, so I'm still like trying to. It was cool to inhabit the world in a different way. But it was also weird for me because I really just also was, you know, like fully expecting like, all right, I need to get this. I need to get that. No, I don't. I just need to go out, level my character up. That's it. Yeah. It it just switched completely from RTS to RPG. Yeah. And yeah, like, I mean, which it was a really good switch in hindsight. Definitely the (laughs) Blizzard's making bank off of it, so... Hey, you know, Blizzard, I think the only only thing about Warcraft is um, with Blizzard, Blizzard has done a lot of things to keep the game moving, keep it going. I hope that their partnership with Activision will keep that talent going. I don't they had a lot of layoffs recently. Um, they've they've had a lot of missteps recently. They have. They they've have. I mean, even their announcement of Diablo 4, which would normally have people like, you know, Diablo is another one of those Blizzard products right. that still has like people following it like a religion. It's a uh, good game. It's a good lore. Oh, it is. And that's it's, what Blizzard is known. It's Blizzard fantastic. is known for their lore as well as their gameplay. Even their if it's completely based off of Dungeons and Dragons, like <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Forgotten Realms. Yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah, it's completely Blizzard. They they don't get full credit for Diablo. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like. They get credit for the gameplay mechanics and making a solid game, but the world building, you know, yeah. way to go. Um, but, I mean, even their announcement of Diablo 4 had people going, like, really? Like, now? Just because you guys are fucking up left and right now, you think you can just throw us a bone? No. Like, I... I don't know. Yeah, I want another StarCraft game. What you talking about? I <laughs> would take another StarCraft game tomorrow. <laughs> That's my Blizzard property right there. Like, that's the one I love. Um, we do a podcast about that sometime. You guys can just sit back, because I've got this shit. But, yeah. Uh-oh, Kerrigan comes. She's coming uh, for you. Queen of Blades. God. Well, sell Naga now, I guess. Um, okay, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Blizzard, hey, I can't I can't cry. Blizzard has great products, you know. They do. Um, and like I said, World of Warcraft... Is one of those you know, one of those amazing games that they that they nurtured for like like um, Cody was saying over twenty years. Um, and the other one I was thinking about is the World of Warcraft Classic. That's the newer version, which takes you back to the old days of World of Warcraft, where like I said, armor mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, the other things that that we've gotten from World of Warcraft also is you know the famous Leroy Jenkins line. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean that set the MMO world on fire when that guy came out here and nobody knew who he was and just decided just to go YOLO in a, in a major raid. <laughs> that was freaking awesome. 
Well, people have been following his example ever since, you know, especially when it comes to reopening after coronavirus. <laughs> All right, let's do this. There you go. Leroy. Jenkins. Yeah, that goddamn thing. Oh, goodness. Hope that wasn't copyrighted. <laughs> but um, it probably is. Oh, um, I'm sure it has to be by now. But um, yeah, I mean, Blizzard has definitely made an impact. Um, World of Warcraft has definitely made an impact on popular culture with things like that. Um, the other thing um, that I liked is um, that I like about World of Warcraft are the classes, like we mentioned before, um, mm-hmm. the warriors, the mages. One thing we didn't mention were the warlocks. And you find out in the lore, warlocks, um, when it comes down to the human portion, um, have a very important part in the lore. Um, and that's because they're dealing with three elements. They're uh-huh. dealing with the arcane, they're dealing with the fell. I was going to say fell magic. And definitely. they're dealing yeah. with, the, with the void, technically, because they're uh-huh. using dark magics. So um, a lot of people sleep on that because they only look at, they only look at the mages and they see, oh, elemental magic, fire, um, fire, water, um, um, just magic itself, um, mm. and they fail to stay. They fail. The, the deeper part of the lore is in the darkness, the light, the fell, and death, and mm. that's where the warlocks come to play. Um, oh yeah, I mean, warlocks are. I always played a warlock. I loved them. Mm-hmm. I really did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're like a half step away from necromancer in certain aspects. Yeah. Um, I mean, you already have a lot of undead in the game, so you don't really <laughs> need necromancers. Uh, it'll be sort of it. That'll be sort of weird too, because the fact you have a faction of characters that are undead and have yeah. a warlock could be like instant control you, you know? Right. <laughs> so I guess that's why you can't technically have a, a necromancer. Yeah, exactly. Like the, <laughs> because um, well, I mean, I guess it just ties into the deeper lore because Sargeras somehow as a titan is mm-hmm. able to harness fell magic, mm-hmm. even though that is one thing that can absolutely destroy them. Yes, it's, their, it's one of their weaknesses. They're one of their limited weaknesses. They have other weaknesses, <clears throat> but that is a major weakness. So the Void Lords are a huge problem. Uh, their counterparts, I shouldn't say counterparts, the opposite of the Void Lords, the Naru, don't really seem to play a huge part. Like, they, they get mentioned... There's the occasional spotting of one, like it's essentially like, hey, I saw Elvis at a gas station. There you go. Um, it's you know, it, it's that kind of stuff. But the Void Lords are becoming pretty prominent, and Sargeras wants to stop them, but he's also, I don't know, inadvertently also helping them to a certain degree, whether he realizes it or not. So, to me, Sargeras is—he's um, interesting. He's like that good guy. That's he's like, he's sort of like the Punisher. Yeah. He's like the Punisher. Like he's that guy that's technically not good, but he's not all bad. Right. The things that he does are destructive. Mm-hmm. So in the wake of his meaning to do well, he causes destruction that harms everything else. Because he is the leader of the Burning Legion. Yes, he is. He and as a result of that, he has tamed demons to his side. He has armies of undead like he has harnessed all these destructive powers along with fell magic Mm -hmm. to destroy countless worlds before coming to azeroth you know even though 
what was it, Agrimor told him that Azeroth was a titan that could become so powerful that it could destroy dark titans. You know, basically foiling the plans of the Void Lords. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nope, still want to kill it. Like, gotta get rid of it, because... Once again, he's not exactly wrong when he says that Azeroth can be corrupted, as you alluded earlier, it most likely already has been. Um, but, at the same time, you know, it, anything that exists in the darkness in this universe can also be cleansed and brought back to the light. So, it's a really weird push and pull of like, yeah, even though we know this is possible, should we really act on it? Right. Like, yeah. It's kind of that free will argument, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's 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 totally that's totally on point. Um, one of the things that um, was mentioned was the Naru. So, like Cody said, um, the Naru and the lore isn't really they're mentioned and you see them, but it's one of those Elvis's things. And normally, the only people who actually really talk to them are Another another um, planetoid um, creatures called the well they're technically the Draenei but they're from Argus yeah and Argus was a um, place um, I don't I don't remember if it had a world soul or not did it have a world soul well they were part they're one of the three tribes of Eridar because um, the Horde initially was part of Sargeras's burning legion and it was two out of led by Kiljaden. The other one mm-hmm. and Valen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valen was the one who took the drain eye, and we're like, "Yeah, we're not doing this." Um, That's right. Yeah, and yeah, so it and was... they kind of rebelled, but the orcs and trolls and what, like they were like, "No, we're cool. We'll we'll go with this fell demon magic." And right, yeah, yeah. So Eridor, yeah, Eridor is um, that, that, that was racism, right? There, Eridor. Was I think it was just the planet Eridor, yeah, the, or planet the was... land, whatever. Right. Yeah. So basically, what, what Cody was mentioning in the lore, um, you had this group of um, aliens, um, highly advanced, and technically, the, like I said, the Naru were like their their buddies. That's who basically raised them. They, they enlightened um, the inhabitants of Eridor. And um, in, in, this, in this culture, you had, uh, they ruled themselves by three, um, <clears throat> three major priests, you can call them, whatever you want to call them. And they call themselves the Triumvirate. And in there you had Archimandes, Archimandes, um, Kiljaden, and Valen. Valen was more of the spiritual leader. He's like the guy that went to them and told them, hey, Naru said this is good to go, let's do it. And he had Kiljaden, who was technically the military, he was a, he was a governor, he was a military strategist. Then you had Archimandes, who was basically the, um, the mage council, the, their council when they needed to know things about Arcane. Mm. Um, Unbeknownst to them, Sargeras, after he had become basically leader of the, the Burning Legion and corrupted to a point, up to a fall, he went to them and he came to them and he said, "Hey, I needed, I need, um, I want you guys to join me. I'll give you this power and yada yada yada." But he did this without telling them who he was, and they really couldn't see who he was, even though they were these enlightened beings, because they decided not to commune, to commune with the Naru. Um, basically, the reason why Sargeras did this was, even though he had demons, he needed some he needed some um, sentient creatures that were that were more intelligent than just yeah, mindless so, demons. Yeah, someone who could <laughs> essentially control them and be like, "Look here, 
dumbass. Like we need you to <laughs> like this is a flank. Try it. Exactly. You know, like that's the <laughs> instead of just going out there running and killing killing stuff, we, I need you to think. And so um what basically in that lore what happened with and on Eridor was um Jaden and Archimandes agreed to do agreed to allow Sargeras to come and, and take their people. And Valen was like, I don't think we should do this. Let me go and confer with the Naru. So he did. And then he received a vision that revealed who Sargeras was and what would happen to the people of Eridor. And he went back and told um, Jaden and Archimandes, hey guys, listen, we do this, we're screwed. We're going to become these evil creatures and that's going to destroy our society and, and death and destruction to our planet. Well, they told him, we've already agreed to this. Agree to us or bad things will happen. And he says, okay, sure. And basically what happens is he gets all the people loyal to him. And he takes them to this ship. And the hey, I'm an A. Yep. There have been a lot of religions that are revolved about around spaceships from alien worlds. So, hey, this is another, <laughs> another part of that. But basically, he gets them all in the ship. <laughs> all hell zine. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, all hell And so he gets all his loyal followers, followers into this world ship. And he takes off. And by the time he takes off, Sargeras comes. He does give Kill Jaden and Archimandes um, power beyond their greatest imagines. But he also corrupts them with the fell magic. Because that's what he used. And basically, they became demons. Um, and... Through this, he got the commanders that he needed. He got the, he got like everything. Like he got monstrosities. He got freaking, he, he became major powerful. And um, Kil'jaeden um, felt that he was betrayed by Valen and vowed from that point on to hunt Valen down and destroy him whenever he found him. So that lore there is awesome. And, and again, going back to Naru, it's like, hey, Naru, you were created the same time the Warlords were created. Why didn't you stop this? But again, just like the Pantheon, the Naru are basically like, I'm here, but I'm not. <laughs> right, yeah. The, uh, the guiding hand, so to speak, never... Like, I don't know, the Futurama quote, sometimes if you do it right, people won't know you've done anything at all. Right. Yeah, like, it's very much that, um, I guess, for the Naru. But even at that, like... The Void Lords are very much present. We could use a little more presence, if that's the case. Like, the the ceaseless hunger and brutality that the Void Lords bring is something that, you know, Sargeras is right to be scared of and right to fight against and right to do that. It's just maybe his method could use a little bit of tweaking. Right. And it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't surprise me in the lore, you, you, you would find out that technically since he consumed fell magic, and he controls the demons, which were technically the creations of the Void Lords. That maybe he's a little bit influenced by the Void Lords. Yeah, maybe and, he's the Dark Titan that everyone was, you know, right scared of. It's just his soul wasn't corrupted from the beginning. It just happened gradually as he learned the truth. You know, one of those, actually, I guess, similar to Arthas's kind of thing, like his seeking out a way to save everything that he cares about is what led to him is what led to him falling from grace like and just giving up his rationality his soul so to speak for 
the power to do, even though, you know, he's not doing what he wants right. to do. Yeah. So, and I'm going to segue that to the game. Um, in the game, if you played... Um, if you played the previous expansion, um, not the current expansion, but the expansion before that, in the story, um, Sagaris is finally defeated. And he's defeated by Illidan. And, um, what's, so technically he's defeated by Illidan. Yeah. Uh, he corrupted Argamar in that game. Um, and Argamar became his, his the lieutenant, but he was fighting to, on the side of um, Sagaris. And basically what happens is um, Illidan's, Illidan um, refused to be returned back to his regular self or be, he refused to be infused with the light by the Naru and he destroyed the Naru actually, which is pretty impressive. Um, Illidan does what Illidan wants. Illidan does what Illidan wants, exactly. And basically, um, in that expansion, Sagaris almost succeeds in destroying Azeroth. Like, he mm -hmm. plunges his sword into Azeroth, and he wounds her even more. But he doesn't finish destroying her because the Pantheon, in their spirit, in their celestial they got their bodies back. Yeah. Um, in their celestial forms, they pulled him back to them, and they basically brought him back into the fold. So Illidan sacrifices, stops um, Sagaris, and then the Pantheon brings him back. And that's all you know about that story. Then they come to the old god story in the game. Yeah. And like I said, this is with Blizzard and World of Warcraft no. going back and forth through time. So, Illidan's dead now, isn't he? No. No. I thought he was. Not right now. Okay. Nobody knows where Illidan is. Oh, well, yeah. That, that fucking guy. <laughs> he'll just, he'll keep popping. He did die before. Illidan did die. Yeah. But because he was a demon, his body, his soul was bound uh, to the, the uh, nether. nether. Yeah, so he can manage his form back. And so he him. eventually did come back in the lore. And then um, when he came back, he tried not to... He had his own devices because Illidan, like I said, does what Illidan wants. But he, he, he did more fights against the Burning Legion. And then expansion in the game that I just mentioned, um, I, he, he made a sacrifice, but he didn't technically die. But he... Um, I don't know. We don't. No one knows where he is right now. He's just like in fire. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a rough one. Um, so there's actually a book. Uh, one of the one of the um, canon books. Um, I think it's book number twenty something. But it's actually um, it, it gives you the story of Illidan uh, from his birth to and once he became the Illidan the betrayer, yeah. um, and then up until the current um, Burning Leap. No, what's the name of that, that expansion? I look up the name of the expansion. I, I don't remember the name of the expansion that came out before this current one. Wrath, was it Wrath of the Lich King or was it? No, it was after no. that. Okay. Uh, Cataclysm? It was after that. Okay. Yep, that's. I ran out, so you're going <laughs> to have to dig that one up. Dang, I don't when was the last time you played World of Warcraft? <laughs> I, I quit playing World of Warcraft right around the time of the Burning Crusade. I did too, but then I came back and I played the other expansions that they were for free. Oh, yeah. Well, that definitely helps. Um, but anyways, um, I, uh, yeah, I, I quit playing, um, well, yeah, I don't know, like I said, it was, yeah, it was the same what time the Blood Elves were reintroduced, you know, the High Elves corrupted, or, well, not corrupted, really, just reclaimed kind of their old lineage, I guess, and, uh, 
Yeah, it's World of Warcraft um, Legion. That's sort of what, yeah, Legion. Legion. Uh, so that that was the one in which Illidan had returned, and he had his. That's that's the one in which you defeat Sagaris, and you finally again defeat Galdon. Again. Again. Because this guy apparently can't ever die. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That yeah, like okay, that's one of those like Gul'dan was in Warcraft One, Warcraft <laughs> Two, finally dies in Warcraft Two. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And then he comes back somehow. Like, this fucking guy's never going to go away. Although, speaking from a certain standpoint, I hated that character so much, I would gladly ruin him again and again as he, <laughs> as he pops up. Like, Warcraft has a few characters that I absolutely hate beyond, like, any kind of comprehension. Sylvanas, I really hate her. Um... Although I didn't at first. It's just like, she's a tragic character, but still not one I can get behind in any way. Really? Yeah, I really can't. Like, mm. to a certain degree, I do feel bad for her, but at the same time, everything she's done since then, I don't so, care. So, and it's, it's interesting you say that, because in the, in the video games, when you... So, okay. So we, we, we mentioned early on that... Um, like, I even dislike Arthas, even though his Arthas, story is horribly yeah. tragic. Yeah, like, Arthas is a thing. You know, it's just like every one of them, even though they're kind of enslaved by their own hubris, so to speak, like, everything that led up to that moment, it, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes. Sylvanas, she didn't have good intentions anyway. Like, she was trying to defend her people. Those intentions were good. But then she got corrupted. Everything that happened after that. Well, she was like a dark reflection herself. Yeah, kind of. I mean, even though there's a few quotes that say she's exactly in death as she was in life. Like, there's a few quotes from other characters that say that. Well, maybe in in her her veracity and her her single-mindedness, yes. But as far as her goals, and maybe her goals, too. Maybe she, she has a set goal. But... I mean, I think is I think that when she was turned by the Lich King, it basically she's an re- exact reflection of her. Yeah, and that's an, and I guess that's another thing is that between her and Arthas, there's a few acts of genocide between the both of them that mm-hmm. they've both been that they've committed. That oh yeah, no, when, I can't really when they when they created that curse that turned everybody into undead. Yep, and that could kill others. She did to her own people. Yeah, she is genocidal. I mean, she watched oh, out. She's extremely genocidal, especially when she burned the world tree. Um, uh, yeah, that's what like, we said, though. Uh, yeah, but even at that, like, <laughs> to me, there's no redeeming factor in that. Like, between her and Arthas, there's no redeeming factor whatsoever out of any of them. It's like, yeah, Arthas' soul finally got set free when you beat the <laughs> Lich King, but I don't give a shit. Like, you... It's kind of like a... I guess, to use StarCraft as an example, Kerrigan, the Queen of Blades, she's responsible for billions of deaths across the galaxy. However, she kind of makes up for it by saving billions more than she killed by the end of StarCraft Two. Kind of. Like, if you're going pure offset, then yeah, I guess we're, there's a little bit, you know, she's, she's finally in the positive instead of dipping into that bank account and overdrafting. But there you go. at the same time, it's just, you know, tell that to the people. It's just like, hey, Kerrigan saved us all. Yeah, well, she murdered my entire family, so I don't like her. Like, right. you know, 
it you can't make up for certain things. So yeah, so we got the blood elves, which you were talking about. I think that's your favorite elf, elf type. <laughs> you keep talking about some ads. <laughs> she was a blood elf, technically. Technically, <laughs> she's undead now. <laughs> like I, and that's another thing. Like, she's a windstrider. I think the wind, no windrunner. Yeah, Sylvanas windrunner. Um, <laughs> I mean, truthfully, I have a hard time with elves anyway because. They are highly arrogant, typically racist. Um, I mean, look no further than Lord of the Rings. I can promise you that. All of them. Like, just, like, listen to any description they give of Elrond when he hears a dwarf's name, and you've got everything you need to know about the rest. Like, they are, it's that arrogance, it's that we're better than everybody attitude that I've always hated. (laughs) Otherwise, they're cool as hell with everything they can do. Right. Arcane mastery is amazing. Like, they're incredibly cool. It's just with all of that pomp that comes with them, there's a lot of arrogance and a lot of stupidity. Right. Yeah. So, and it's like every elf across every fantasy realm that you can read in is always portrayed similar to that. Right. They are. Yeah. And and that's the typical Dungeons and Dragons too. Yeah. They're like that in D&D as well. Oh, exactly. <laughs> they're racist little creatures of magic. <laughs> like, they're, they're the kinds of people who are just like, you know, they have their yacht club, and I'll be damned if anyone else is getting in it. Like, well, this country club is nice and not for you. <laughs> and, and, even, and even if you are, like, elf, but you're considered a different cast of elves, yes. they get snooty with you. It's like, what? Oh, yeah. EverQuest was like that too. They had they had elves in EverQuest, and, and the lore had them the same way. So elves are canonically the same in every and uh, almost every um, genre of uh, MMOs and lore. So, um, segue to that though. Um, let's talk about the movie a little bit. Oh man, where to start with that? The movie was an incredibly faithful adaptation to the first game. The original RTS. Mm-hmm. But it was so uneven in its tone. And there were some fight scenes that were pretty cool. Okay. There were other fight scenes that I'm like, I don't know what the hell you guys are doing, but it's clearly <laughs> not fighting. There was uneven acting the entire way through. I can agree to that. Yeah, that was definitely some... That could have been some better um, clips, some better re- reshoots. I, I don't know. It's one of those, like, I don't know if it's because the actors just didn't know what the hell was going on, like, what they were supposed to be doing. But these are normally good actors, like, that I'm seeing in here. Um, Heck yeah, they had, they had a good... I mean, they had I a mean, good lineup. Medivh was pretty good. I thought Ben Foster, he was, he was great. He usually is, though. Um... And then, God, King Lane kind of rubbed me the wrong way at certain points just because of the acting. And then Lothar, whoever wrote that, mm. Lothar's characterization was very uneven throughout the okay. entire movie. At certain times, he was way too comedic, and then other times, too hard ass warrior. Like, it just really, everything was very uneven. But, if you were brand new to the lore of Warcraft, it was an incredibly good introduction to it. 
But wasn't he, um, I mean, <clears throat> wasn't he filming um, The Vikings at the same time this movie came out, though? Well, probably. The, the actor who did Lothar? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, he still got that, that North, that, that Norseman mm. attitude because you're filming two movies, you know, it's going to be like that. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> but even at that, it's like there are certain points, like they were trying to insert humor where there didn't need to be any. I like Doraton. Yes, Doraton was done well. Toby Kebbell was yes. amazing. Yes. And I got to say that I feel bad for him as an actor, too, though, because a lot of movies he's in don't really gain a whole lot of traction, even right. though he is great. Right. I mean, and, and was, Paula Patton, her, I'm sorry, go ahead, what were you going to no, say? I, no, I was going to say everything he's been in from, like, Planet of the Apes, yes. the, the newer ones, to yes. uh, all that stuff. Like, he's a damn good actor. Like, just, you know... I'm sorry that he was Doctor Doom in Fantastic Four, which which Disney bought because yeah, I watched I saw it last that. night on Disney. Oh my god! I'm like, I saw why that. did you go with that story? Why are you trying to bring that into MCU? What are you thinking? Part of me was when they when they put that in there under Marvel. I'm like, that's not Marvel. Like that's that's Fox. That's not. You guys should have left some shit out of the deal. <laughs> I know. Like that's... we'll we'll take Deadpool. You keep that bad movie. Yeah. Like. I didn't, I didn't like the lore of that Fantastic Four. It was it wasn't power cosmic. It was power world power. But anyways, um, Paula Patton, which I mentioned before, we started breaking down some more of the the um, Toby um, Toby Kebbell Toby yeah. Kebbell's um, portrayal of, of Doraton. I thought Paula Patton did a, a, a good job. I think there were some yes. points in her acting where it was, you know, she was trying to figure it out a little bit. But overall, I liked her um, playing um, Garana. Um, the half orc there. She did it. She did a pretty good job. Oh god, yeah. She. I mean, yeah. She. I, she had to kind of anchor the whole thing. Though. Yeah. Ironically, in the game, though, her character is portrayed. She's a little bit more orc-ish mm-hmm. in the game. But hey, that's where you get the king, the um, king's the assassin played from. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's really funny is that the whole movie. Every time they showed Duratan and his wife, I'm just like, okay, king's I just want to see. I just want to see the baby because that's Thrall. Thrall is one of my favorite characters in the whole thing. Like, I don't really know that many human characters that I care about, honestly. Yeah. Outside of Jaina, yeah. Proudmore. But Thrall? Yeah. You give me Thrall, you give me Orgrim, Doomhammer, and Hellscream. Yeah, I'll take those guys. And it's yeah. ironic you say that because uh, Reyna, mm-hmm. um, Proudmore, was that oh, what Jaina. Jaina. Jaina, yeah. Jaina is entwined in the Thrall storyline. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy. So if they ever do a, another movie for World of Warcraft, they must talk about Thrall, which means they also must talk about Jaina. Well, it was Warcraft 3 where uh, Thrall took the Horde. You know, he's just like, look, you guys got to follow me. We got to get the hell out of here and go to Kalimdor. And mm-hmm. then it was Jaina who was like, any human, elf, dwarf, or whatever who will follow me, we have to go to Kalimdor. And then they both meet up there and they're like, Clearly, we're here for a reason, mm-hmm. which was Medivh. Uh, he brought them all there to fight the Burning Legion and prevent them from getting to the World Tree. Mm-hmm. So then it leads into the whole alliance with the Dark Elves. It leads to the Horde and Alliance making peace for 30 minutes. And, uh, you know, like, they, yeah, they, they come together to fight a common enemy instead of each other. And it's incredibly well done. Um but Jaina and Thrall are so intertwined after that that 
yeah, you can't have one without the other, right. seemingly, because they're the only ones who are keeping that alliance in any way, shape, or form together. Right. And it's funny, we mentioned in the movie, um, dealing with Thrall is in the movie as a baby. And it's funny because they gave Thrall the Moses scene, yeah. The, yeah. the biblical Moses scene where he's put in the river, in the movie, put in the oh, river on a, we, on a woven basket. And if you know anything about the story of Thrall, he was found by humans. He was ironically raised by humans to spite the orcs. So they were basically creating him to be racist against his own kind. Yeah. And he ended up not being that way. Because he hated the fact that he was treated. He, they like they taught him. They taught him human tongue, and but they were they were very mean to him. And they, at the same time, they wanted him to bring his own people down. It's like, I'm not yeah, gonna do that. they they put him in gladiatorial matches. They you know taught him tactics and everything. Like they kind of wound up creating him to be the weapon that could bring them down mm-hmm. if he ever wanted to. And given that Duratan was so highly respected amongst the orcs, even after. He was betrayed and murdered. Like, let's put it this way. He got a much better ending in the movie than he, he did in the game. He did. Because what was it? And his, the Frostwolves clan gets ambushed. His port, like where he's traveling specifically with his wife and baby. Mm-hmm. His wife gets murdered in front of him. While he's trying <clears> to get to his baby, they managed to cut off both of his arms so he can never hold his son again. And they let him bleed out. Mm-hmm. And then they leave the baby to die in the wilderness. But instead he gets found by humans. Right. So... Much better in the movie, you know. <laughs> you know, the he gets to do a little bit of whitewater rafting in his infancy, there so to go. speak. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they um, definitely, you know, PG thirteen. Like what? <laughs> yeah, I would have liked in the movie um, World of Warcraft for that. Like they gave us a good illustration of the um, the Griffin, but like the different mounts. Like you had the Griffin mount. Yeah. You had the um the dire wolf mounts that the orcs rode. Um were there any other mounts besides horses? No, I mean yeah, horses. That was it though. Yeah, so I mean I would have really wished they had dragons and I knew mm-hmm. dragons in there. Not the mount version of the dragons like in the game, but like dragons, period. That would have been awesome. I mean you could have had it and maybe there was one there in the guise of a human or an orc, because you know, in the world of Warcraft dragons and shapeshift. Uh um, Onyxia comes to mind. Yeah. Right? Wasn't that her? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you never know. Um, yeah. Um, but another, another feature I liked about the movie, um, when they, there was me, was, uh, their portrayal of, of uh, Midi, um, of yeah. the Guardian. Um, uh, I really wish they would have went deeper into the story of the Guardian. Um, but the fact that they had a Guardian there and they got to showcase the power of the Guardian, that was awesome. The movie did a good portrayal of that. Yeah. He also got a better ending in the movie than he, he did, did in the he game. Did. He did. He did. Getting run through the chest uh, in the game, mind you, gets or the canon of the game, he gets run through the chest and then decapitated, mm-hmm. as opposed to essentially getting crushed, right? You know, under some rocks. But they also, you guys get to see Titan the um, cigars in in the, in the movie, which was awesome. You may not know, you may not know that that's who that was, but that was supposedly the portrayal of cigars because mm. um, the story of Midiv is his mother was um, Al Alwyn. Um, she was one of the guardians, one of the next to the last guardians. She's super powerful, especially when it came down to arcane magic. Um, she was pregnant. She was stealing away Sargeras. And Sargeras was like, ha, 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 I'm going to put my spirit into your body. And she fought off his his possession. But instead of possessing her, he possessed her child. Yep. <laughs> so, Medivh was 
corrupted from conception, basically. Yes. Like, he didn't have a chance to ever, like, be his own person kind of thing. Like, he, the... Which the movie doesn't dive into. No, they, it doesn't. No, they, they don't touch on that in the slightest. Right, they don't. In fact, they don't even explain how he becomes corrupted with fell magic. They're, they're just kind of like, oh, he's completely done in by the fell. Right. Like, yeah, but why, how? Right. You know, so if you didn't know that, it's just confusing. Right. And then if, and that goes back to the lore. You look into the lore, you find out that he realizes what's going on. <laughs> But he believes he can fight it, but because he doesn't really know who he's completely dealing with, um, and then he finds out who he's dealing with, and he still thinks that he can contain it, but he's already yeah. a guardian. Um, right. And then um, basically, um, cigars is like, no, you might be words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty much you know puts the lotion on its skin, like does what it's told. Think, think about it. It basically was um, like Harry Potter and 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 and, and Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> the Horcrux at um. And Medivh is the whole reason why the orcs. Well, part, I get he's half the reason. Goldan obviously, you know, can't can't use the magic to open the portal one way. Right. Um. But Medivh basically allows the horde to come to Azeroth. Mm-hmm. Um. By opening the portal from his end. Mm-hmm. And sets all the events in motion, the multiple wars that happened, the countless atrocities and lives lost are from the influence of Sargeras trying to weaken Azeroth so he can come through with the Burning Legion. Right. And just, well, cleave the place in two. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it sets the whole thing in motion. And then, you know, takes 20 years to finish the story at the very least. Um we still probably have a good another five, ten years of World of Warcraft, I imagine. But yeah, um, also in the movie, we got to meet a um, mm. Azeroth's guardian, Celestial Guardian, and um, you meet her. Was well, represented by a female, um, but it was called um, what Algamir, something like that. Yeah, and so that. That entity in the in the lore was actually a um, celestial guardian for Azeroth. Basically, if Azeroth was, were to ever be completely corrupted, um, that that celestial being would be summoned to destroy Azeroth. And in the movie, you see that she's dying off, and you see her in shadow. But ironically, if she's in shadow, that means that. Again, the world soul of Azeroth is already screwed because that means she's been corrupted. If she, if she's using her last power, according to the movie, in order to uh, speak to Khadgar. Um, and Khadgar is another important character in the lore um, up until the burning, up until the Legion um, storyline in, in the um, in the video games. Um, Khadgar um, was part of the um, what do they call those pages? The Tears. The count who's part of the uh, ah. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about the. What were they called? Yep. <laughs> uh. that's, that's the thing about <laughs> yeah. the lore. You miss you you forget one thing and you, you miss huge chunks of the lore. The tour the tour um. Ah, ah, I can't think of the name of, the, of that group. But he, basically, he decided he didn't want to be part of that group because they had too many restrictions. He yeah. just wanted to learn magic magic sakes and he ends up being stronger than many of the council and actually 
they wanted him to be a guardian. He refused it. He was like, no, I can't. Have, I don't want to be responsible for that much power because it's easily for me, to, easily for anyone to be corrupted. And as a matter of fact, in the lore, in the game lore, if you play in the game, Cigars actually tries to entice him with that. Cigars mm-hmm. says, if you take my power, I'll make you the most strongest guardian that ever existed. And he's like, no. Yeah. He's like, no one no one should ever um, have that power. And I know that you have the fell, and I don't want the fell, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, like, Medivh had the fell, and Cadgar beat him. In the end, he did, yes. Yeah, in the end, he did. Medivh about wrecked him. But it was, uh, you know, he still won over the fell. Like, there's that. Yeah, he took the fell into himself, and then he redirected it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I remember that scene. Yeah, yeah, so he's very much a, uh, you know, he's a character who's capable of withstanding the darkness, but stronger than that dark. Like, just being stronger than that darkness is his basically what makes him so powerful. Mm-hmm. I don't think any, even of that high council that he talks to could have done that. Oh, and one guy we missing, um, Callum Keith, the guy who played Moros. Yeah. He did not deserve that fate. No. <laughs> of course, I gotta say this, Callum Keith Rennie, any movie he's in or show, he deserves better than what he gets anyway. <laughs> yes. Like, actually, he was amazing in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I was gonna say that, yeah. Uh, actually, his... I loved him in that. Like he, he, I'm glad he was in it as long as he was. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. Like hell, he was in the X Files. He was in. Yeah, he's been in a ton of things. Oh god, yeah, yeah. He's another one of those like. He's in a nerd pantheon partly oh, yeah. by himself just because of Battlestar and the X Files. Yeah, Ruth Nega. I haven't she, seen her in many things. She's yeah. sort of a newcomer to the side to the sci-fi genre. Was she a? King Lane's wife. Yes, yeah. she was. She was Lady um, Lady, Lady Terry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've it's ironic because in real life she's um, Irish and she's uh-huh. black in real life. Yeah, and so I don't see her much in many movies lately. Like most of the stuff I've seen her in has been sci-fi, and, mm. and she was in this. And I haven't seen her lately in anything, which I miss because she's a good actress. Oh yeah. Um, but I think she did pretty good in her role. Um, I liked her portraying that role. I think she's probably she probably did better than Hawkeye, but still, you know. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, she wasn't in much of the movie though. She like, wasn't. She was in segments. It was weird because all she had to do was eulogize her husband at the end, and then she kind of accidentally sets up the alliance because all the dwarves and gnomes and elves in attendance are like, "Yeah, let's do this." Yeah. Um, but you know, Paula Patton had to be the uh, link between worlds. And okay, yeah. So, yeah, she has a she actually has a really good like career though. From oh what yeah, I've seen. she does. Um, yeah, just even a few they mention right there. The um, I mean, I'm really glad that they did such a faithful adaptation. If they would have done better with the action scenes. It probably would have carried a lot further. I agree. Um, you know, they they should do a sequel because the Dark Portal, the war to destroy the Dark Portal, right, is infinitely more interesting than the initial conflict. Anyway, right. Um, you know, because the movie ends on kind of a downer note, really. 
Well, I still want to know what happened with um, Karos. Karos, because, you know, at the end of that, the only person that left was actually um, Anduin. After he fought, um, what's his name? The one, the, oh, the troll. Black Hand. Yeah. yeah, he fought Black Hand. Uh, Lothar. Uh, Anduin Lothar. He yeah. fought Black Hand and uh, carried Lane's body out of the battlefield. Right, Koro. I know, so I know Koros was still alive at the point when the portal closed, but he gets like ca- captured by uh, um, by an orc, but it doesn't show him being killed. He's like, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Varys though dies. He does get his neck snapped by um, yeah, Black Hand. That's Black true. Hand like <laughs> he's like whoa. Okay, but yeah, so I don't know what happened to Carlos. Um, I don't know if he's alive, Which, he's dead, if he's a slave, what, you know. See, here's another action, <laughs> action complaint that I have for that. The duel between Lothar and Blackhand. Oh, yeah. Three seconds so long. And, uh, he tosses a sword to him. He's like, I've got all this fell magic I rule. And Lothar's like, oh, yeah, we'll watch this power slide dick shot. And then it's over. <laughs> so yeah. here's my theory. Because you remember Blackhand killed his son out yeah. of honor. I think because because you know he looked he, he looked at his son and he told this you know basically told his son just die like a man die with honor yeah and so Blackhand saw that and he was picking up on those cues and he's like and that's why Blackhand told the other orc not to kill him and because I want to kill him mm-hmm. and so I think that in that last scene that was I don't think Blackhand really wanted to become fell corrupted I think he wanted a way out and he saw hey I just I killed this he's gonna remember because I killed his son. I want to die as I want to die with honor as a warrior, mm. and so I think that he allowed himself to be killed so easily because you're right. It was just a run, 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 dick slide. It was. He power slides underneath him, holds the sword up, and just runs him right through the crotch, exactly. and then that's it. That's it. <laughs> it's just like I, because part I watched it and I just went like out loud. I just went, "What, what the? Fuck? I know." I'm just. I'm like, did he just get killed by a vasectomy? Like, he what did. just happened? He did. He also, did. he's like slashed through the chest. Or something. No, it was just one. Sli- it was one. It was a one combo move. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just. <laughs> yep. I'm just kind of sitting there thinking, like, damn, like that's a that's one way to go. Like that really is. Just like you, <laughs> you know, he's charging the plate. You've got the ball. Right. But, you know, you missed the tag. Right. You really did not. And I was actually surprised. There's was, a goal, and that's the ball. So I'm just gonna kick <laughs> that ball into that goal. <laughs> I was actually surprised that that was that was pretty good. Actually, that was that was good. Yeah, yeah that's what exactly what happened. It's, it is <laughs> metaphors. You saw a So I was actually surprised though. Another thing, you were talking about the scenes that you disliked. Um, the scenes that I didn't understand that I didn't just that I disliked was uh, when Goldon basically cheated to beat um, Doraton. Yeah. Which, and they, and, they, and the, or, or, or the, the other orcs even called him out. It's like, that you're dishonorable. That's yeah. not, you know, and they, but they didn't do anything. They got scared because he what? He killed one, yeah. he absorbed another. It he was, killed like three more with spell magic. And it's like, and who's it's next? Like, I mean, he can't kill all of you. And if he does, he's screwed. And at that point, I think the human <laughs> showed up anyway, so he kind of had to back down a little bit. Um, yeah. So... Now, one thing that bothered me, and I don't know, I'm not going to rent it again to go back and watch it. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, 
Another one of the scenes is during the fight whenever they're trying to, the portal to Stormwind's open, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get people through. If you look off to the side on some of those, you can see that there's one orc and one human that continuously slash each other yeah. and hit each other. Nothing happens. I know. They both just stand up. I'm like, you just took a Warhammer to the head. And I know. We've shown they can crush your head with their bare hands. I know. Especially like, the fell ones. Yeah, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, nobody caught that. Like, I'm watching it. Somebody had to animate that. Right. Like, no. Right. If Yeah, like, if anything, animate that orc dying and someone else coming up in his place because <laughs> this is not working. Well, no, the point I laugh about is when the orcs went on the opposite side of the black portal and were trying to attack yeah. the people. They're like, Bob's like, why don't you go around? Why do you, you know, you're, t- right. <laughs> come on. Because I'm saying that if you walked around that easily, they didn't have a path sewn up for the refugees to get out. Mm-hmm. You could have just killed all those guys as they're just trying to escape through the portal, or you could have just walked up on stage behind all of them and just ended it anyway. So the other thing that I had a conflict with with the movie, and probably with the lore too, was so Goldon used fell magic and basically ripped the souls from people. Mm-hmm. So he's also using a bit of necromancy. My question is with what's with, with um Thrall, almost called him Squall, I'm so sorry. Mm. As with Thrall, is when he took in the movie the soul of a deer and gave it to Thrall. Mm. Wouldn't that mean that Thrall would only have the lifespan of that deer? Maybe, I guess. <laughs> and uh, I guess, fun fact, maybe that was a Naru. Like, that was. The, <laughs> there, <you go. laughs> there we go. That's why Thrall was. <laughs> Uh, that's why Thrall's still kicking. He's <laughs> it was an immortal deer. That's what happened. All right. So one of the things that the, that the movie didn't touch on were the trolls, which I think is another thing that they should bring out. Mm-hmm. And they also didn't talk. They didn't touch on um, in the movie um, the elementals. Right. Um, that's stuff that's more in lore, and we'll we'll get to it eventually. Um. <clears throat> okay. Um. And that's one of the things I hope if they do come up with another World of Warcraft movie, um, they can at least, like I said, they got to delve into um, Thrall's story more, which means they got to delve into Jaina Proud more, which means they got to delve in, um, they got to delve into the um, Burning Isles eventually, uh, yeah. and and the Maelstrom because in yes. case all you all you lore lovers out there know that Thrall basically tamed the freaking elementals, and they actually gave him authority to use their power so like it's, it's kind of funny because thrall as a character to me always seemed like a george washington figure mm-hmm. to a certain way like he unites the horde even more so than they already were mm-hmm. um he knows whenever like he's war chief but he willingly steps down to let someone else take his place who he feels would be better mm-hmm. you know it's very much this like I don't want the power. I'm doing it because people trust me and I feel like I can do good. But at the second I see that someone else can do better, I'm going to let go. Right. You know, like he legitimately cares about his people enough. And also oddly enough about people in the Alliance that he really doesn't want the war to continue. He just wants peace. Right. Like he just wants things to thrive. He wants to be able to let everybody go their own way and live as they will. And he's very much an incredible leader because of that. 
Right. Yeah. So, like I said, very George Washington-esque in a way. Um, and Jaina is actually pretty similar, like, to a certain degree. Like, she's... Jaina, to me, is Savannah's not corrupted. I can see that, too. And I say that um, because Jaina is strong-willed, and she's also, she reminds me of Illidan a little bit. She does what she wants, and nobody's going to tell her that she's not going to do it. Yeah, but that's one of those, too, where, like, is she really ever in the wrong? Like, is she more like a Captain America type? He's like, yeah, I've got some ideas, and I think this is the right way to go. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, yeah, you're right. Like, pick up the shield, let's go. <laughs> I think nine times out of ten, she is probably um, right. Um, but yes, yeah, she still does what she wants. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cat Guard tell her, hey, um, we shouldn't do that. She's like, whatever, it's going to happen. And Cat Guard be like, okay. <laughs> right. Which is ironic because knowing how powerful Cat Guard is, the fact that he steps aside when Jaina says she's going to do something is like, okay, who's yep. stronger? <laughs> right, because she's, she's a mage, right? She's she is. a. She's yeah. um, her elemental aspect. Uh, she deals with arcane. Actually, she's able to use all all, all the forces of um mm. of the of the magic realm. Oh yeah, she's uh her most her most powerful spells are um ice spells, water spells. Well, she's she's even to the point where she's so willing to do things the right way. Even leads to her and Thrall combining forces to go up against her own father at yeah. one point. Yes. Um. I mean. Yeah, and she, I think she kills him. Like, kills her own father, essentially. She causes his... What she did led to his death. Yes, essentially. But she had to stop him because, again, it was the right thing to do. Right. You know, like, more lives were going to be lost, and even though it crushed her spirit, like, she had to... She had to make the hard play. Right. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you're... um, You hate... You have so much hate that you can't see past... Mm. Peace, and that's the thing. He wouldn't. He would. He didn't want to settle with the orcs because you know what the orcs had done. He was like the horde. Actually, it wasn't just the orcs. The horde. He just wanted to kill the horde. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the. Uh, I'm trying to think here. Yeah, it's like so long as people know what had happened, there'll be those who can never move past it. Right. Um. And being that he was a military man himself, it has to feel like a failure completely right you know like all these lives were lost on my watch and i couldn't do jack squat about they it. lost his son that's another thing yeah. too like Jaina lost a brother and yeah that was another issue too. yeah so. um one of the other things um i didn't we haven't talked about um this is going back towards the lore a little bit uh, actually before i go to talk about that one last thing with the movie that i wanted to discuss was that ending um when Paula Patton, well, actually, when Goldon um, character, when the actor for Goldon, who's portraying Goldon, was like, attacked him, finish him, kill him, and, and Paula Patton's character uh, was like, if you kill him, being Anduin um, Lothar, then you're going to lose the war. <laughs> yeah. She told him, you kill him, you're going to lose. Because you're going to lose support of everybody. Like, all the clans will not fight for you. Yeah. Because what, what just happened was a battle for honor. Yes, and he won... <clears throat> Fair and square. Right. With a low blow. <laughs> so that scene, though, to me, if Goldon didn't give a crap 
about cheating versus Doritan. He should not have given a crap about just killing Lothar outright. Yeah. And then worried about the consequences later. Because he's technically he had already lost moral support from half of those orcs anyways from killing yeah. Doritan. So to me, that was just like, mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, at that point, <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. There you go. Like, And now you let the one guy go who's going to wind up commanding the Alliance Army, which if you played Warcraft 2, the Dark Portal, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's Lothar who leads the Alliance forces, the Blackrock Spire storms the place and just smashes that portal, mm-hmm. even though Lothar gets killed in the process. You know, you know, but, forever, right? but Goldon does too. So you know, it, even Steven, right? Like we're good. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about on my part with the movie. Cody might bring it back, but I think I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let the movie die after that. And I, I did not realize that Clancy Brown played. Black yes, Man. he was. Yeah. Oh, G Mothers. Yeah, I saw him in the mocap suit for it. Actually, nice. it still from the movie, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, yeah, it makes sense now. No, I did not realize that. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, so there you go. Mr. Krabs is in a Warcraft movie. <laughs> um, I still think about him if he came out of the cemetery. For this yeah. Or wasn't he also in the... I'm going to give you guys a hell of a throwback. If you've never seen this, please go back and watch it. Uh, Buckaroo Banzai and was it The Fifth Dimension, I think? I believe so, yeah. Has John Lithgow, Jeff Goldblum, Clancy Brown, and freaking RoboCop himself, Peter Weller. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen that, enjoy. He's also in Highlander, too. It's Kurgan. Oh, gosh, the Kurgan, yes. Everybody knows Kurgan. But, um, yeah, so... <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. But, um, so, delve into the lore. The one thing we haven't really hit on, um, we've talked all around it, we've mentioned these... You mentioned both uh, races in the in the lore and in the games mm. are the elves and the trolls. The elves and the trolls in the lore have a common history, common ancestry. Mm. You find out in the lore that elves are actually mutated trolls. Yep. Now we're about to get into some sci- some sci-fi guys. Yeah. So the original elves, dark elves, were called dark trolls. And they were subterranean trolls that didn't like the light at all. Part of the lore. For your D&D people out there, the drow, basically. There you go. They yeah. were the drow. They were the beginnings of the drow, yes. Yeah. And even the even even the night elves in here, um, they still liked the darkness. They didn't like the light either mm-hmm. until later when they lost the will of eternity. Right. But anyway, so what happened was, and here's the sci-fi part, um, they had built their... Their home, the dark, um, the dark trolls that built their home near um, one of the fonts of power, which ended up being the well, the first well of eternity. And what it did was mutate them. Um, it mutated them so much until they became this. So they were basically noble. They wanted to live in peace, which was different from other trolls. All the other trolls up to that point, you had the Zandalari, who were the main ruling class of the trolls. You had the um, Karabushi trolls. You had the Armani Trolls. You had the Rakashi Rakakari Trolls. You had like 12 different clans of trolls. I'm probably overstating this, so don't take me verbatim by the number. But you had a ton of troll clans or tribes. And each one of these tribes um, had their own, um, had their own um, basic territory that they lived in. 
in their own ways, but they all had had their own practices. But they all had the same culture, essentially, until they started going out. Well, these dark trolls decided, we don't want war. We just want to live amongst ourselves and be separated from everybody, which is still the guiding principle to the dark, to the night elves, because that's what they've always wanted, to be alone. Um, the Well of Eternity, uh, the arcane magics basically warped them into that um, noble isolationist creatures that they became, and then they became these elves. So, yes, why trolls and elves hate each other is dumb because they are technically the same creations. Oh, yeah. And if we want to get if we want to get into further, we'll say (laughs) influence that they might have drawn from this uh, Lord of the Rings, the L or the orcs were Mm -hmm. corrupted elves. Yes. So, yeah, it's definitely a. You know, there's definitely some influence that we gain from Dungeons and Dragons and Tolkien throughout this whole thing. Obviously, World Warcraft definitely yes. Um, but yeah, I, it's why they hate each other. I do. Any of them even remember like that? That's the off. Like I'm sure they have to. They has to be in their legends, their think, lore for their tribes and stuff. So but. prior to the Sundering, maybe the Zandalari probably knew because the Zandalari was like where they all originated from. Then, if we're going back to what I said about elves earlier, do you think the reason why they hate each other is because of that elven arrogance you usually get with a lot of things? Which the trolls have, too. That's true, actually. Which is ironic. The trolls have that same arrogance. I don't know if it's ironic, (laughs) considering trolls became elves. Like, it just seems like that's the the apple doesn't fall far from From the the tree. tree. Yeah. But it's ironic. Well, the other thing that's interesting to me is that, so, even in World of Warcraft, you have half-elves, which are human and elves. Yeah. But you never hear anything about half trolls, which would be human and trolls. You do hear about half orcs, which mm-hmm. are human and orcs. Yeah. But you never hear about half elf, half trolls. Oh dang. So so mm. we're we're getting into a little bit of just there's, saying. There's some prejudice to be had there just with saying. those elves. Like they <laughs> they're definitely they're definitely showing their ugly side. Um. But um. So yeah. So basically. Um, there, and as far as that goes, are there any um, like other half orc? Like, there's no half-orc, half-tauren. No. There's no half-tauren, half-human or anything like that no. that I've ever seen either. But there are species within the tauren. So the tauren split up into three different distinct cultures. Um, there's one that's... Um, I'd love to see a half-tauren, half-pandaren. No, there's not none of that, but they did live I'm just saying I'd other. like to see one. Like, that would be... So you have the Torel. Uh, which are a faction of the Torin, and then you have um, Sounds, yeah. the High Tribe Torin. Um, but yeah, there's no yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like there's so many. You bring up a really good. I never thought that far into it. It's just like half orcs. I'm aware of from D and D. Right. Half elf. I'm aware of from D and D. Right. On the other hand, though, none of these other species intermingle. Now, granted. I don't know if it's just because the genetics are incompatible because it's a fantasy setting. They're not far advanced enough along to really get into splicing a genome. So I guess we'll never have that answer. But you have half. Hmm? Well, not in World of Warcraft, but in D&D you have half dragon, half humans. You do. That's true. Yeah. So you can't have half dragon, half humans, which is... I don't want to think about the logistics on that. Technically, it's possible in World of Warcraft because the dragons could turn human. Technically, they could have a human offspring. Well, that's true. Now that makes... But they never bring it up. I've never, mm-hmm. I've never seen it in the lore of, of World of Warcraft. I guess 
that's something that Huh, yep. Okay. Like, I, <laughs> like you can, we can do a. Oh. That they make, like, a show that has little parts of Muppet Babies in it mixed with Warcraft. So then after a big battle, <laughs> you would just hear, Waka Waka! I fully endorse that idea. <laughs> I don't know what. I'm sorry, like, obviously, no, that that's a fully endorsable <laughs> idea, if only because, like, Fozzie would be perfect for the Horde. Oh, I know, right? Same I would also just love to hear Kermit saying, for the Horde, you know, just like... <laughs> Make him a goblin. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he'd have to be a goblin. But, <laughs> um, oh yeah. goodness! I lost my train of thought from that. That's hilarious. That's I, so funny. I mean, I know we were talking about the the elves and their origin story. Um, yeah, they're which now I mean they went from high elves to being blood they went, elves. Again. They went from night elves or, yeah, to sorry. high elves to um, sun elves. Well, to um, blood elves. Blood elves, which are technically high elves, but yeah. they. They just kind of, they, they went a little backward. Like, not, well, not, didn't really go backwards. It's just they. It's the Nightborn. Yeah, the Nightborn. They felt betrayed by the Alliance that they didn't do enough to defend the elves during the Third War. Or was it the Second War? Second War. Second War. Because the First yeah. War, the humans was like, hey, let's, we got to stop the trolls from advancing. Yeah. So, you know, because Zendalari was in that. The Zendalari were in that. Yeah. And then at that, they're like, we trained you like you asked us to do, and now you don't want to defend us. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, which I mean, it pretty legit. That's a legit betrayal. Um, you know. But, <laughs> and I, you know, typical elf fashion, they probably would have looked down on him for defending them anyway. But at the same time, they didn't like the first war because they're getting their butts split. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, canonically, the humans lose the first war. Stormwind gets sacked. Yeah. Like, I I don't know if that happens still canonically or not. I just know that the game ends the orc campaign with you just completely. You know, the humans flee to Lordaeron. Right. And then they mount an offensive back because by the time of World of Warcraft, they have Stormwind again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, it's hard to say. So I, maybe I'm talking about the pre... So in the lore book, there's... Um, before Stormwind was built, there was um, the Arathi territories, mm. um, and when 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 um, Kothalis, which is uh, oh yeah, yeah, that area that was run by um, that was wasn't that where the um, elves with with, yeah. with limited magic? Yes, the elves with limited magic, and then because uh, they didn't have a sunwell, <laughs> right. <laughs> And that's when that that was the first time the humans actually helped the elves, and they were being overran by, by trolls because of course the dumb elves. I'm sorry, the smart elves in their haughtiness decided to build their kingdom over troll burial grounds, which contained magic from their ancestors. So, Whoops! Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, it, you you do what you can. You do what you can. The, that's just. <laughs> 
It's funny because all these fantasy settings always have at least one bafflingly stupid decision that leads into just catastrophe and cataclysm. Yeah. That's right up there. Like, that's, uh, you know, that, I guess the equivalent of that in the real world would be like, all right, we're going to make an entire new, like, subdivision on, like, ancient burial grounds. Right. No way we'll get a curse from this. <laughs> well, you can't really fault the, the elves at all because apparently elves, according to the lore of Warcraft, are naturally attuned to ley lines. Um, and ley lines are like the most primitive, primal magic fonts that there are, mm-hmm. fonts that there are. And so, because what if you it? look at the lore, all the elves, the night elves, all the elves actually are addicted to, like, they, magic is what they are drawn Arcade magic is what they're drawn to. Yeah. They're taught... A bunch of them are taught um, druidic magic, which they are taught that by the old by the uh, wild gods, right? Um, the nature gods, and by the dragon aspect, um, Isera. But they magic itself, arcade magic, is what they're drawn to. Um, and in the lore, you find that um, the wild gods fear arcane magic because of what happened with the burning legion, right? Um, but Instead, if he uses nature magic, it's, it doesn't, the Burning Legion doesn't use, they don't want, they want no part of that. Yeah. And that's more natural with um, Azeroth to them. Well, they'll realize Azeroth is a component of everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, um, we were talking about, earlier, we were talking about the, were you going to give a point? No, no, no. The... So, so basically, um, you have a ton of druids which are elves, but night elves. Mm. The high elves are magic users in through and through. They don't care about nature magic. They're like, you can have that tree stuff. Yeah. We want the real thing because we want to rebuild our empire to what it was before, mm. before the Sundering. Um, and the Sundering, like we mentioned early on in the podcast, was when the first Well of Eternity was destroyed. Yeah. It basically blew, blew apart the landmass of Azeroth. But, created the maelstrom and that was done to basically prevent Sargeras from coming through right yeah, like if he would have made it through the game would have been over yeah right? he would have just destroyed the world and everybody else would have been dead yeah and then he would have been on to the next world <laughs> yeah so, so the Sargeras's only speed bump is Azeroth right like if he can clear that thing then he's he's set right um so anyways um there are, what, six factions? No, there are four factions of, of elves, like we said before. You got your night elves, you got your highborn, you have your nightborn now, and then you have the blood elves. And each one of them have their own individual weaknesses. Um, the night elves still are weak versus um, the light sunlight to a degree, but they're no longer immortal. Oh, so they're like me. They, you know... I walk outside in 40 degree weather. I got to put on some SPF 70. There you like, go. That's where we're at. There okay. you go. But they're no longer immortal. The blood elves, mm-hmm. after the first will of eternity was destroyed, became more, actually all became mortal until um, Illidan created the second will of eternity. And then with druidic magic and the blessings of the dragon aspects, they got their mortality back. Mm-hmm. So the night elves were immortal up until the point of when, um, Burning Legion came back and the world tree got destroyed. Yeah. Um, the Nightborn, 
which were the original um, part of the original kingdom of um, the elves of the highborn society. That was Queen Ashara's people, um, who was originated from the night elves. Um, they lived in Suamar, and after the Sundering, Suamar got pushed like way out there. And the problem was, um, they created the, they created their own uh, from ley lines. They created their own uh, well of eternity. So the, they called the night. Um, they called oh, the yes. night well. Okay, yeah. They created the night well. And they also got, um, so that was Sargeras' other entry into Azeroth. Mm-hmm. He used them and their Nightwell to come through to Azeroth and to influence. Anyways, um, Queen Ashara was basically, during after the Sundering, got blown up. She didn't die, but yeah. her followers got pushed under the sea. And right. The Lord doesn't tell you what the new Lord. T- so there's the thing about the Lord. The Lord says she gets their their people get turned to the Naga. Yeah, right. But in the MMO in the game, you learn that. And it, I mean, it's the game, so I'm assuming it's kind of it it's part be. of the game. Yeah. You learn that the old gods turned her people into Naga, and the reason why she was turned they were turned to Naga is because she told them she told the old god. I think I think it was Enzo. I could be wrong, guys. So if you play the game, you know better. I apologize. Not a hundred percent on this lore. I'm I'm decent though. <laughs> but if you um play the game in the game lore, you find out that she promised to pledge herself to the old gods if they if she got the if she got she wanted her own individual freedom and she wanted to have um power and she wanted her own will and so I believe Enzoth gave her some of that yeah he gave her power but in return he corrupted her flesh she didn't realize that and it turned her people into naga and so that gave her people the ability to breathe on the water they stood they could practice magic without leaving yeah. a well huh. and um other stuff yeah. but um the people the the nightborn who survived that lived on Surmar, and they created the night well which um because they did that, they encased themselves in a in a force in a some type of energy field, mm-hmm. and it made them where they um, were hidden from the world, but they became addicted to magic. So yeah. it, it changed them even further from yeah. what they were. So the night elves are already like a blue hue. They had a purple hue, and they needed magic to survive. If they didn't get any, if they had no magic, they would wither into something called the um, withered. And they're basically zombies. Yeah. So, <laughs> Night of zombies. So yes, and then one day the Naga will help raise the lost city of Riley, and dead Cthulhu will awaken from his slumber and lay waste. There to, you go. Uh, that, that's how this ends. The old gods win. That's a. Uh, but um, in the game, you play MMO. You also find out you do mission, and you can save some of the Nightborn. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, um, Druidic magic saved them. They ate this. It was a mixture of druidic magic and arcane magic, and there's this fruit. This is in the uh, game. Yeah. Is there's a fruit that they ate from the um some of the name the fruit tree in the game, but what it did was stabilize their balance. It gave them balance again mm-hmm. between um, arcane and nature, and so they wouldn't die or turn to zombies. They wouldn't become the withered anymore. But anyways, that's like I said. This the lore is deep in this in this. In this genre, in this world of Warcraft, <clears throat> need to add to that. No, I mean, oh, okay. What we got? Well, it's not really about World of Warcraft, but 
gods, if they actually did win, that would be kind of like in the DC universe when Raven's dad um, oh, yeah. defeated Darkseid. Actually. Okay, yeah, it'd be yeah, death. That's, that, yeah. no, 100% on that one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a nice, nice way to lead in. Um, actually, I really like that. Yeah. The, <laughs> um, yeah, I just got schooled. Hey, <laughs> well, I mean, I'll... <laughs> sorry about that. Quite the uh, ringtone there. No, they, uh, no, I mean, that, knowing that there's like 10 different pantheons of, no, there's like 10 different pantheons of gods in the Warcraft universe, I guess. We have, uh, you know, shit, let's just throw in a few more for good measure. Let's bring in the rest of. <laughs> Let's bring in the rest, like, you know, let's just throw a little bit of Greek in there and let's do some, uh, <laughs> uh, what else could we do No, here? we didn't even talk about the, the, um, Titan Forge. We didn't talk about Odin, really. No. We, I mean, we mentioned Odin. We didn't talk about, um, there's a ton of things we didn't talk about. <laughs> oh, like, you know what, from Conan, let's do Krom. Let's, Krom. let's throw in Krom and answer oh, the cool. riddle of steel. Uh, oh, yeah, let, like... I God, it's just so rich, and it will never end because Blizzard wants your money, and they will get your money, and you'll thank them for it. And like I said, all power to Blizzard. They they created a genre that's lasted over twenty plus years, and well, like I said, they still have freaking um, you know the discons. You know what the weird part is is when we've been talking about all this. You know, I keep thinking, like, my favorite Blizzard property is StarCraft. Mm -hmm. But now I can't help but see the similarities between the stories of StarCraft and WarCraft. And it's kind of starting to swing me back the other way. Really? A little bit. Like, okay. I really love StarCraft, but when seeing, like... I can remember when StarCraft originally came out, like, people... It's initial tech demo. Right. That people... Okay. The... Are we, are we back here? I can't tell. Um, all right, that was a weird experience. Uh, yeah, I just kind of cut out on us, and I don't think we lost anything. I so I think we were gonna hear me like starting to say I was starting to swinging from StarCraft back to WarCraft because. I'm not going to say the company's name again, because oddly enough, that's when everything dropped out, because fucking voodoo. Um, <laughs> but It's the jewels, man. It's the jewels. It's the jewels. Damn you. <laughs> no, it was either that or it was my mom. My mom called me, and I didn't ask the phone. That was that beautiful ringtone that got caught on the cast. So oh, that's, that. well, that's, that's all your fault, then. <laughs> there you go. At, least, at least we know that now. That, um, <laughs> that <laughs> so... No, I was just thinking, like, the, the similarities between StarCraft and WarCraft, you have an ancient race of gods that, some of which create life, a rogue one goes around, destroys it, uh, and is trying to kind of make everything in his own image. Like, the, the only difference is one is sci-fi, one's fantasy. And, well, at this point, the Zerg are practically mythical, so I guess you, you're you starting to venture more into Warhammer territory right. as opposed to, you know, Dungeons & Dragons. But. Right. Which is totally fine. I mean, Warhammer is the sci-fi mm -hmm. Dungeons & Dragons. 
Yeah, exactly. So. It's, um, God, what, you know, shit, let's just keep it on Warcraft, though, because obviously thousands of years of lore getting condensed into, like, what, three games and a fourth game that takes like 20 years to tell a good portion of its story. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, three three RPG games and then like six different MMO expansions. Oh yeah, two. like they exactly like there's. Which I got to admit, if you if you wanted to put World of Warcraft in its own like video game category, it's one of the most expensive games ever to play since you have to you know pay a subscription for it. I think that's the one thing I had a hard time jumping into with MMOs. It's like I paid sixty bucks for the game originally. And now I'm paying $10 a month to keep playing it. I understand servers are costly to maintain, but, uh, you know, I feel a tad bit jilted. I won't, I won't lie. That's <laughs> the... No, that's totally true. I mean, a lot of games now that are coming out that are MMO are more uh, free-to-play, but they're, um, they're playing with the whole buy my, buy my items to make you better, uh, which is not necessarily a good thing. Pay to, pay to play. win, sorry. Yeah, pay, pay to, to win. win irritates the hell out of me. Like, I'll, it, it, I'll throw rocks. Like, it just makes me mad. Um, God. But even at that, like, despite all that stuff, though, if you're willing to slog through it, you get so much more in terms of story, if you're paying attention. You can go through World of Warcraft and not pay attention to jack crap of that. Totally can. Uh... And I think maybe that's another thing I have a hard time with in MMOs is like if I'm playing with a group of people, they don't necessarily want to take in the story. They're trying to get to loot. They're trying to get to other things. Whereas I'm trying to soak in the world. Um, but that's that nerdiness, though. Like, that's the difference between the, you know, the, between the types of nerds. Some people just want the loot. I get screwed by RNG, random number generator, so I'm never going to get the good stuff. You know, I'll, I'll get the good stuff one out of every 1,000 run-throughs of a dungeon I go through because, you know, I, it just doesn't work for me that way. But it's absolutely amazing how well they're able to keep everything going. Right. Um, I, I, I've... I absolutely fell in love with it the first time somebody showed me Warcraft 2. Then I had to go back. I had to play Warcraft 1, then play Warcraft 2 again. Then Warcraft 3 came out. I always liked, my, the storyline I've always liked has been um, the Lich King. I thought when they, when they the storyline with the Lich King were, were nice. Oh, see, yeah, the Lich King was pretty cool. I mean... Is what Kill Jaden created the Lich King, right? He yes. he corrupted an orc shaman, yes, Nerzul, who became the Lich King, and then the Lich King gained like a will of his own yes. to kind of betray Kill Jaden, and then drug Arthas into it to act as like an avatar. Because Nerzul is still like even when Arthas takes the crown of the Lich King, Nerzul is still very much... A part of the... Yes. Yes, he's, he's very much a part of the equation. Like, he's a parasite. You can't... You know, you can't win... Right. ...against it. Like, even when uh, Arthas gets killed, 
and Bodrigar takes over, he's able to control Burning Legion, but at the same time, he's still not. Like, he has to constantly resist the will of Ner'zhul as well. Right. He can't, you know, luckily Sylvanas solved that one for him, like, you know, destroying the crown. Is that... Does the destruction of the crown of the Lich King mean that Ner'zhul is gone? Should be. Okay. Because, um, basically, the crown, um... Was stealing souls from um, death. Because mm. death is a real thing in this game. Oh, yeah. Uh, and because the crown is not destroyed, every soul that inhabited it was released and sent to death. Mm. And that's why now the new expansion coming out, you have this big crack in the top of um, Azeroth, which is, the, which is the death dimension. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like... Um... I mean, they're. I kind of like how they're starting to bring it full circle now, with having the void gods or the void entities coming into it uh, more so. Because with the Burning Legion, like Sargeras technically stole from them, but now they're bringing it back around to where Sylvanas has kind of screwed up the Burning Legion. Well, the Burning Legion is technically gone now in the game war. Okay. Um, they were def- when when Saga was defeated um, by the Pantheon and and and, uh, and Illidan. Oh, that, that makes ended sense. Everything. But the undead still exist. Um, they were only a small part of the Legion anyway. But yeah, so it kind of makes me wonder. Then are we gonna? I just wonder what we're going to see. Like, if the Void Gods are coming into it, I almost feel like the Naru have to make their presence known in huge... So, okay. Um, In MMO, um, I'm not talking about the lore per se, but in the MMO and the Legion, um, part of the expansion covered um, Argus. It covered the Draenei, Eridor. Um... It covered the Void Lords because in it you get um, one of the Windrunner sisters who is mm. who has become a um, Void. So yeah, uh, she's a Void. Um, ah, so he so apparently it, Void magic is a form of magic, but it's controlled by the Void Lords. They speak to you. Okay. You can like the whole thing of what's um, light can cannot exist without darkness. Darkness cannot exist without light. Mm-hmm. Remember I told you before, early on we were speaking that um, the Naru um, are light beings, but they can be corrupted into the darkness, so they can become darkness, they can become void lords themselves. But at the same time, you can reverse that and they become um, um, light again. Okay. Which is, that's the area, that's the every cycle, like what's mentioned in the movie, what, um, what was once light can be dark. What, what was once dark can be light again. Yes. Um, here, get this. Dude. So, basically, one of the Windrunner sisters has become a void, um, what did you call it? A void shaper. Uh-huh. And basically, um, what they what they can do is they can use the power of the void uh, to good uses, but they have to keep their bodies in balance because if they don't, the old gods can influence them as well as the Void Lords because the, the old gods are part of the Void Lords. And so, um, darkness is an enemy 
of death. Or death is actually the enemy of every everything. Mm. The void lords don't like death, the undead, because they're not natural. Death is unnatural. Interesting. According to the MMO games. So you have one sister who is light, a light, a warrior for the light. I forgot what her name is. You got one sister who is a warrior for the void. And then you have one sister who's a warrior for death. So we have the Windrunner Saga. The Windrunner Saga. Yeah. And that's actually, there's a um, game lore. There are actually um, three excerpts in the game from the Legion um, coming up to um, the one, the, the, the battle with the old gods, which they talk about the, the three sisters. Mm. Um, you find out that um, those Savannah's loves her sisters like you said before, she has no real conscience and she's genocidal. She knows she can't go back to what it was, the way things were, but she still loves her sisters to a fault. She actually wants to make them undead. and She tries to kill her sisters in an ambush using her assassins. Oh. And her sister had, that was controlled by the Void sent this and he told her to make them that the Void told that sister to kill her. Like, kill her, she's unnatural, she's not right, she'll betray you. But, like I said, you have to have, as a void channeler, you have to have balance. And she and she found her balance. And she didn't kill her sister. But she told her sister, um, or her sister, or, or Savannah's told her, the next time I see you, you will die. If we fight again, I won't hold back. I will kill you if I must. And um, it was crazy. So, um, basically, um, actually, I lied. The sister that was the way around the sister that was of light, she became she she took she she absorbed the void to become a, a void user. Hmm. Um, so basically, what's happening in in the game lore is if you're strong enough, you can defeat a void lord. But the only way to, to fully defeat it is if you absorb it, and when you absorb it, you get its power. Hmm. The thing, the problem with that is you become part of the of the void. Yeah. And like I said, the voice speaks to you and slowly it corrupts you and turns you mad to do its bidding. So can you take on the essence then and purify it back to the light? And so that's the thing. Technically, you should be able to, but she doesn't want to do this. She wants to explore the voice so she can use it to defeat the void. That Renwanner, that particular Renwanner sister, I forgot. Oh, yeah. So basically, she's making what we described earlier as one of those classically stupid yes. fantasy moves. Of she's doing the Illidan. <laughs> yeah like it never works every like but that but that's the thing death though i was i was mentioning that to say this death is the enemy to all mm. and that's what they want you to know in uh, in the upcoming mmos um dealing with world of warcraft is that the void the one thing the void hates is death it can deal with the light, though light is his natural enemy. Mm. But then again, it's not because, like I said, you can. Re but you can't reverse death. The only thing that reverses death is life, and that's why in the maps that you see now, the map that I showed you, yeah. you got life on one side, death on the other side. You got light on one side and, and darkness on the other side. Those are the those are the direct opposites of each other. And so, the further around the circle you get, the more alignment versus you get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you get you so so. Let's see if I can find that. So if everything hates death, then... And the Void likes what's natural. The Void likes life. Does the light like life? The Void needs life. Right. And the light needs life in order to exist. Fair With enough. With death, yeah. 
nothing exists but death. <laughs> you get death is the ultimate. It's the ending of all. That's basically what it is. So like you got holy here, you got natural, then you have arcane. Those are all within similar realms, but arcane also delves into the void. And then the void delves within to necromancy, but then undead is where it has its problem. It also delves into the fell, but the undead it can't control. It can't control decay. <laughs> okay. So it Which, hates it because it can't control it. It hates it. I, I also dislike the undead. Um, <laughs> well, or, so apparently death is the great equalizer. Death consumes all. That's basically what it is. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it quenches the light and the darkness because yep. it, it's death. It's the, it's the finality of everything. So does death hate the undead too because they exist in a realm between death and 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 so that's what's that's, that's why in the MMO um, you see the whole thing with Arthurus, Savannah makes a deal to become more powerful than the Lich King. Yeah. That's how she was able to defeat him. Because she used a new type of magic that hasn't been used on Azeroth, which is death magic. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> well, cool. Let's kill Sylvanas and just end it. <laughs> and that's, that's probably what's going to end up happening. Is you're probably going to have something where they write into lore that Sylvanas is finally destroyed. Or, or... Savannah somehow surveys, so, I'm sorry, somehow um, pers- um, helps Azeroth mm. um, by killing the old gods. You don't know. That's a fair point. <laughs> she could always turn that around. and Cause, I wonder, because if death magic is a thing, then could she technically destroy the void? Probably. But then she would also have to destroy the light, too, to keep the balance. Probably, which, like I said, that's in the wall. And then, yeah, exactly. So then she becomes, you know. So, and, and that's what I was going, yeah, go ahead. So she becomes what? She, you know, like she is representative of death. She, like, no matter what she loses, she can't exist without the light and the dark. So there's death in a balance. But death isn't a, like, it's a state of nothing. Yeah. So she would literally be fighting to reduce herself to nothing. Yeah. It's the ultimate standoff. It's the ultimate bargaining chip. I guess. Because so this is the thing also in the lore and then the game lore, the old gods nor the warlords can control the undead. Like they can't get in their heads, but they can control anything that's alive. They can corrupt it eventually. They can't corrupt the undead. Okay. <laughs> That so that's makes the thing. sense. So basically, the undead would be fine. They exist in a state between life and death, and death can't overcome them, and neither can life. Right. So basically, she just wants a world of undead. Right. Exactly. That's exactly what she wants. So she has to die then. Like, in the lore standpoint, if things are to continue. If they, if they want, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I get where you're going with that. Yes. Okay. She would have to die, yes, in order to save. Azeroth from being undead Azeroth? Yes, yeah, she would have to die. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. All right. Well, I'm going <laughs> to clean up this nosebleed real quick. And, exactly. Uh, good Lord. Okay. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Just So Sylvanas is essentially the new big bad, in a way. She probably will be when a new expansion comes out, and they the, write more lore books, yeah. The Void... The Void Lords kind of seem like they're, you know, well, and the Naru, for that matter, are probably kind of 
shitting their pants in anticipation of what's coming. Like, there's got to be a little bit of... So, I haven't read this in the lore yet. I heard that it is in the lore. I haven't gotten this far. Um, but apparently, the light can also bring back undead. Which is weird. Because in the game, um, there is a um, undead that they brought that was that worked for the site of the light. Which I didn't understand. But apparently, somehow in there... And that's, that'll probably explain with the new expansion. Because in the new expansion, they give you, they're giving you like cookies. Uh-huh. Bits and pieces, and you see, you actually see the drain night. Like there's a whole pantheon, pantheon that you see, and hmm. and technically the 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 bad guy is dead. And it's whatever. Okay. <laughs> Chit. Whatever. <laughs> That's what I said. I'll get it. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, um, you just on that you have to go to look at the game more. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, I know this last last this last few points we made is a little confusing, but like I said, the World of well, Warcraft lore is freaking It's confusing because the lore hasn't been tied up yet. Like we right. can only do speculation. And so far, like everything points to Sylvanas being the pain in the ass that's gotta go next in some fashion. And I'm pretty sure somewhere in there we're gonna deal with Hell yeah. Um, again, because mm-hmm. Helia is still pissed off at Odin, who's still one right. of the more active um, Titan Forge that still exists. The other Titan Forge sort of got screwed, like they screwed themselves. Yeah. Um, but if you played the MMO, um, there's a whole big expansion point on like a patchwork for that, and um, you learn a lot about um, the Halls of Valor and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn uh, even in the lore books, you learn about that. Um, you learn that Odin is not a nice, nice Titan Forge. He's he's messed up. Yeah. But then, it's the same. It's just, it's like the same tragic circle. You have the Pantheon, mm-hmm. who Sagaris is like my way is the right way. You guys are dumb. Mm-hmm. He turned out to a degree to be truthful. Mm-hmm. Then you yeah. had the regularly had a few of the Titan Forge, um, who was like, um, your way is dumb. I don't trust you giving these dragons. This is Odin, by the way. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be giving dragons the power of the Titan of the Celestials. That's a bad idea. And technically, he was right, but he was still wrong. But he was technically right yeah. because because of, because of them doing that, they allowed the corruption of the Emerald Dream, uh-huh. which is actually a connection to Azeroth's very soul itself, <laughs> which is why Azeroth may already be screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Not, not to mention now, Enzoth has actually put its tendrils like within the soul itself, or very close to the soul itself of Azeroth. So come on, Azeroth, to be honest, is screwed. Okay. Yeah. Can <clears throat> you have a Titan soul, or a Titan born that can exist in a state of undeath? I don't know. They haven't explored that yet, yeah. and they may be going that way route. You know, yeah. they've had an extra six months to play around with the lore because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so you never know. Um, but I don't know. So, I I don't know why, but that idea just popped into my head as you we were discussing this. world, so... <laughs> I hate necromancers. I do. Like, I don't know why. There are certain elements of fantasy stuff that I definitely know, like, I hate it. 
and necromancers are one of those, and I don't know why. It's just something about messing with the dead that bothers me. Which, I guess, is actually a pretty good thing. Right. In hindsight, like, yeah, I don't like necromancers. Definitely anti-necromancer. Um, yeah, don't, don't go mucking around with dead bodies, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, that's a stance we can all get behind, right? So, it's, uh, I'm just, I don't know, it seems like they could be trying to play with that, because, I mean, at that point, what could be better than having powers of death but like an undead titan essentially probably neither light nor dark right could shift the balance completely into neutral territory which it should yeah it really should because yeah it really should but I mean um in in, in Blizzard will find a way to say hey this is what we were talking about anyways you know they'll find a way to put that in there but um I mean if they put that in there I'd at least you know Give me a story by credit is all I'm at. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, the, um, yeah, I, I actually kind of want to start playing World of Warcraft again so I can actually get into that. Yeah, no, I, I, I love World of Warcraft because until they come out with new, so I'm the type of guy that when I play MMOs, I'll play the new stuff until I've gotten the max levels and I've pretty much gotten the highest level armor I can get, and then I stop because I get bored because you're doing the same thing over and over again. Right. So I probably won't play it again until the new expansion comes out, if I do, because I'm looking at this new MMO right now. I'm not going to give them any free publicity because I don't get paid to do that. <laughs> but there's a new one coming out by Amazon. But we can. <laughs> Does anybody want to, you know? Sure, go ahead, Ken. Just, I'm, it's, it's just shameless begging at this point. Sponsor us. We'll we'll give you a whole dozen people that will get your product. How about that? <laughs> but um, yeah, um, it's an Amazon product. That's, that's a little hint for you. That's all I'm saying. Um, anyways, so I'm, I'm probably gonna be busy into that unless unless it's not unless it doesn't meet my expectations. But from what I've seen, it's it's gonna be pretty good. It's a little slightly it's slightly different than the World of Warcraft storyline, but there are some similarities as in all. MMOs because World of Warcraft is like now one of the the um, architects of MMOs so you know yeah I actually every like when I went to E3 back in 2010 they showed us a demo for Final Fantasy Mm 14 before they you know that was when they were still on track to screwing the pooch with it before Mm -hmm. doing a Realm Reborn okay and then fixing it right and making people be like oh maybe this was a good game it wasn't they just redid the whole thing right I almost got thrown out of the Squaresoft booth for basically asking questions that was just like essentially asking them like, why are you doing this again? Right. Like, this isn't going to make anybody forget about WoW. Right. One, it reminds me a little bit of Final Fantasy XI, which is not a good taste for a lot of people. I liked it. A lot of people liked it, but it also wasn't that successful at the same time. Like... I would figure, like, it was kind of a helpful suggestion to be like, maybe not focus so much on the 3D and kind of tweak some shit. Right. Like, <laughs> and the producer was getting very visibly frustrated with me. <laughs> like, it was, it was fun. You asked all the right questions. <laughs> well, that was kind of my problem. Like, I, I was there as just kind of a, I was just there for fun, actually, at that point. Like, I didn't think, we, we didn't have the cameras there or anything we weren't going to do it. 
much on it. Right. But I'm like, I've got a good few questions. But, you know, but that's kind of the weird thing is I think the most annoying part was if you release an MMO, you know that's the standard you're being compared to. Right. Is World of Warcraft. But you know you can't do the same thing. Like, if you do the same thing, you're going to make some money. But you're also going to be considered a ripoff. Right, exactly. And I think that's what a lot of MMOs have to watch out these days that they're not a exact copy of another, you know, older game or anything like that. Which why, I mean, I really loved Asheron's Call back in the day. Um, yeah. And that actually superseded um, EverQuest. Mm-hmm. And then you saw that EverQuest copied some of that. But, hey, they later changed their form a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then World of Warcraft came out and it was totally different. Like, it, um, yeah, it, the PvP stuff was similar, but like, the PvE environment was totally different. Um, EQ well, had a good storyline, but Blizzard's Warcraft was an amazing storyline. I mean, yeah. it's always been... Well, that's the thing about driven. it was how you go from a real-time strategy game that has a lot <clears> of lore behind it into an MMO that actually lets you see this world from a more living, breathing aspect as mm-hmm. opposed to a top-down, like, click this building, click this building, click this building view. Mm-hmm. Then... Yeah, it breathes a whole new life into a franchise that wasn't getting stale. They just decided to show you a different aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So, it and even at that, like I'm trying to think of the Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, theirs was kind of cool because they went back into the past that took place before all the Elder Scrolls games. Okay, and I appreciated that. I enjoyed the hell out of the lore in that, even bringing back a face that to me, is infinitely punchable. Goes by the name Mana Marco. Uh, fuck that guy. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it, but doing that, you can actually breathe an entire new life into these things. And even if the game, Elder Scrolls Online, to me, I liked it. It wasn't stellar right, by any means, but they're still doing expansions for it, so it's obviously successful. Right. Um, hell, Star Wars, The Old Republic... Yeah. I enjoyed that. Definitely. Not a whole lot to distinguish it from WoW, except for the setting. Honestly. Like, uh, but delving into lore is really what sets those games up. If you have a long-running franchise, you can breathe that kind of life into it, bring it to an entirely new generation of people, while keeping the fans of the old stuff in there. Right. So it's absolutely perfect. Like it's a it's an incredible idea, business model. You can't do that with Diablo because it was already online anyway. Um, Diablo is a good storyline, but like it's basically D and D. Oh yeah, Forgotten Realms. Yeah, Forgotten Realms. Yeah, I mean pretty much. Shit. Um, But even stuff like Neverwinter and that kind of stuff, like there, I don't know. You just don't have the same scope that you do. So I thought Neverwinter was always a good um, storyline in in the RPG realm, but when they tried to make an MMO out of it, I think they destroyed it. Yeah. Um, but the storylines. But even at that, Neverwinter is a realm in D and D universe. It is. Like it, it's one of those. Like D and D is one of those. Like they have very little set canon, but a shitload of stories. Right. Within that. Right. Like. You know, and a lot of characters set within the universe. Shout out to Drist. Yeah. 
Um, That's OG right there. Exactly. Dark Elf with the blades to shine and cut. Hell yeah. <laughs> the twin blades. Love them. Takes no shit and wrecks. Like, that's, uh... Yeah, so, but Warcraft, on the other hand, has a set continuity that seems to continuously affect it from day zero all the way to the end. Right. And, like, this is something you can easily have, you know, like... The Elder Scrolls are a bunch of separate stories set to prophecy, which is interesting enough, but there's not really a coherent end game. Right. Whereas, at least with World of Warcraft and the lore we've discussed, you can see there's an end game that can happen. I mean, this lore we haven't even discussed that 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 makes it even more complicated. So you know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's there's ton of lore to, to continue to expand. Um, I'm hoping that, um, I'm just hoping that this next expansion is be, will be awesome and that the Lord that, that closes out everything when they do make, ran into the actual storyline within the MMO, um, I just hope, um, that it's awesome because right now there's a lot of history. There's a lot of stuff they want to talk about. I just don't want the death Lord to screw everything up because, you know, yeah, revision history and all. <laughs> What? There might have to be some time travel there. Revisionist history, that doesn't happen. <laughs> there may have to be some time travel to fix everything. Just <laughs> oh, to save Azeroth. Hey, time travel's popular right now, so... Yeah. It has been done before. That's why you have the, um, the Dragonflight, the Bronze Dragonflight. They can influence time. Yep. And that's why you also have the darker, ver- the darker version of them, which they don't know who created them. They but, think the old gods did, but that's a different story along the way but that's one of those like warcraft is one of those things that even if you didn't play it you know about it right because well world of warcraft you know you either had a friend who played it that you didn't see for three months after a new expansion came out or <laughs> you know like you, you just had you know another friend who got fired from work for taking too much time off for, to play that or an auntie whose husband got divorced because yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, it, it affected culture in a really weird way. It did. Um, those always those online hookups that happened because of it. Yeah. Those political groups that spawned from it somehow. I don't know how you can make a MMO political, but it has been it has been done. It has been, and some of those other games, like even the larger like shooters, like Planetside and stuff, have actually experienced where different factions of people in the real world are using that to recruit people. Mm-hmm. Like white supremacists, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's crazy. I, right? How crazy in this wild west of gaming. Which is weird to think <laughs> of a white supremacist jumping on World of Warcraft and being like, are you tired of these gnomes? Like, I know, right? <laughs> no, I'm not. Where are you going? Like, the only, the only place I hope you're going is off this server. Like, please just... Fuck off under the rock you came from. Like, but, but it's weird. Like, it, it's, it's bizarre to think about how many different aspects of culture it has affected. Yes, that is very true. In a time span of, like, 20 to 30 years. Like, that, that is the prime, like, part of the reason that this podcast even exists is because these pop culture relics dive into your life and just, like, 
yeah, upended in certain ways that changes the world for the worse and the better. Yeah, I agree. I mean, hell, you know, we've we've talked about Marvel Comics, Star Wars, I mean, now Warcraft. Look at just the staying power. I mean, hell, if you have a video game that's big enough to have in-game support groups that are trying to get you to quit playing the game right? in the game, that's well, a problem. Well, even in the game, um, if you play for a certain amount of time, a message pops up on your screen that um, tells you, hey, maybe you should take a break now. <laughs> and they did that because so many people, there have been people who actually, and I know this is a sad part of game history, there have been, been people who've played so many hours that their bodies just gave out on them and they died. Oh, yeah. And stress, so stress induced heart attacks. They have to put the message now on MMOs. If you play too long, either they'll shut you off, say that you've been inactive for too long, or either they'll put, put up a message that says, um, you maybe you should take a break or something. That's what World of Warcraft okay. does, anyways. This is actually kind of funny because I have been with a different game mm-hmm. in that territory of having played so long that it legitimately like screwed me up for a couple days afterward. <laughs> I uh, so I know exactly how that can happen. Mario Kart Double Dash really when that came out. Yes, oh, I played it for seventy two straight hours, and I know people who can verify this. Like it's insane, hey, man. Yeah, which actually they, they have their own podcast. It's Donaram. Uh, nice. Give a shout out to those fellas, nice. um, my friends. Shout out Donaram. And yeah, the, the people who are on that podcast, uh, they can verify for a fact that it was seventy two straight hours because <laughs> you going for a record marathon there. No, it just I just have like my cousin and I were the only two people who didn't put the controllers down, and we had so much fun that we can remember. You can remember. <laughs> two separate occasions where people came to us on separate days and said good morning. And we're like, Wait, what? What are you talking about? It's just like, yeah, it's like we started on a Thursday in the summer and ended on like Sunday or Monday. And it was just ridiculous. That's insane, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. But that's the thing. <clears throat> that's how much this can just engorge people. Mm. And that was just Mario Kart. Like, the, some people live and breathe Warcraft. Um, hell, to the point where you even have, like, <coughs> Chinese gold farmers, you know, who are hacking accounts. And That was a plague on World of Warcraft, like, a couple years back. I mean, or gold the people farmers, who are selling bundles of sellers. gold on eBay. I know so many people who got banned for, doing, for selling accounts. Um, basically, farming, selling accounts, up to their power level characters. And that's another reason why um, most of why the game mechanics changed a lot, where um, basically it doesn't matter if you power level, you're still on even playing ground, which sort of destroys the game because everybody's on the even, even playing ground now yeah. because of freaking power level versus. There are, lot, there are a lot of mechanics that were changed to try to make the game better um, from people abusing the system, which to me made it worse. But like, that's like in any MMO when you fine tune something that's. I mean, just yeah. think about that grind, though. Like, you Jesus. Get, it, you get paid $1,000 for a character. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a legitimate second job. <laughs> like, you are thing. making enough money for that to be, like, report that on your taxes. And just, just think, just think, back in the day, I used to, I remember being on World of Warcraft on the service, or either EverQuest, you used to do it a lot in EverQuest, too. And um, you'll see, like, Five characters named the same thing because you know later you can change the name for the characters, and they're just sitting up there. One one major character, these characters in the group, they're just freaking AOE and everything, and just yeah. levels. I mean, a thousand dollars a pop, or maybe 
$200 a pop for like eight characters. That's a lot of money. Yeah. As you say, that's uh, that's a down payment on a car. You do that for a couple of years, you can get a pretty good down payment going for a house. Like, what do you... I, I just can't imagine. Me either. I mean, that's... I, I think it's a waste of time. I mean, especially once you get caught and you get banned from the game. Oh, yeah. Because they don't just ban your character's name. They ban your IP. Oh, they so. do. They, they, shut your, they shut your account down hard. And if you guys haven't noticed lately, used to, dynamic IP used to be a thing that people used to try to use to get over, or will, or go get over on things. They changed that system now. Once you play a game, the IP is logged. They know exactly, anytime you log on anywhere with a game, what, what your IP address is. That's how... That's so, how um, advanced we've gotten on um, IP checking and everything these days. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, Don't even try to change your name. They're going to still know who you are. It doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's to the point where, like I said, I've taken legitimate college courses where we played World of Warcraft as a class session. We talked about the effects of it on the larger ranging culture. That's how you know that you have accidentally created a juggernaut that has enriched lives in certain ways from a social standpoint mm -hmm. like you know your guilds your camaraderie you have with people you might not have even ever seen in real life or even talked to in real life over the film like aside from ventrilo um, yeah but like it it adds a social dynamic for introverts which is nice yeah um shout out to my fellow introverts out there <laughs> uh but it's absolutely, you know, it's a juggernaut that has ruined and enriched lives. And for that, we salute you. <laughs> yeah, I think we can start to wrap this up, though, because it's, uh, I mean, we had to declare a magnificent uh, bastard this week. Who would it, or what, in this instance, would it be? I'm going to go with Thrall. Thrall, yep, nope. No debate. Thrall. I'm not gonna say thrall. I mean, I, I appreciate the I appreciate the end the end ones in the in, in the game and in the lore. I appreciate the titans in the game and the lore. Not really. <laughs> they right. screwed us all. Screw you, Sargras. <laughs> um, I like the mention of the of the wild gods, of the um, the the races. The I mean, we didn't even talk about the Pandaren, so I'm not going to even go there now because we're trying to end this. The Pandaren is a whole nother story. Yeah, Kung Fu Pandaren. Yeah, it's, it's crazy about those guys. Check out the Their lore is probably the most interesting lore that you're going to come across um, outside of the whole um, Burning Legion because um, they deal with some, some craziness. Hmm. Um, anyways, um, yeah, I mean, Thrall. I mean, that guy... Um, that character is probably one of the one of the true heroes in the whole War, Warcraft mythos. I think he and Jaina, but I'll say I'll say him he more. I say him more because he had, he actually dealt with like he dealt with stuff. He overcame a lot of issues. Mm. Um, oh yeah, like he overcame a lot to get to where he was. Yeah. like he was the perfect idea that you could always pick yourself up after every ass kicking you got if it didn't kill you. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely say Thrall. I, I can't say anybody else. Nope, uh, I'm not going to argue. It's Thrall. <laughs> I already said he was my favorite anyway, so, no, Thrall. <laughs> but I guess on that note, it's a pretty good place to end. Um, I mean, obviously we discussed a lot of the lore. 
the characters. We mentioned the game. We mentioned the movie. We talked about oh, yeah. the movie. We talked about, I think, the aspects. I mean, the majority of World of Warcraft is its lore. So yeah. you can't not, not talk about it. Oh, exactly. And <laughs> I know that's a double negative. I apologize. I mean, yeah. No, we went into the lore. We, you know, toward the end there, discussed its effect and wide-ranging influence on pop culture and yeah. people's lives. Definitely a pop culture. I mean, it was mentioned on... Um, Big Bang Theory, I mean, that was one of the... Exactly, <laughs> right? If you made it on Big Bang, you made it. Like, there you go. <laughs> and, yeah, you're welcome, Will Wheaton, I guess, for that. Uh, Bill Parsons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's talking about, the, remember, he had the, the character with the sword. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I think that's a perfect place to end it up. Like, World of Warcraft, thank you, and also not at the same time um <laughs> i was always in you know I, I was always well into the story loved it um enjoyed the hell out of world of warcraft for a little while mm-hmm. but yeah i mean it's another one of those franchises that i i took well over 10 to 15 years on you know the, just from all the games right um didn't read any of the books, but scoured wikis, you mm-hmm. know, kind of those things to fill in gaps that I had that wouldn't take me as long to read as a full-length novel would. Um, so, yeah, again, um, damn, we salute you, Blizzard. Like, way to go. Totally agree. And, hey, if you guys don't end up reading the 25, 23 to 25 books that are canon. Um, we mentioned earlier, check out the Chronic- World of Warcraft Chronicles. They are definitely Blizzard canon, and um, they basically give you excerpts of all the books that were written, and uh, give you the rundown and the history, and um, you'll find out that the humans are not as important as you think just by playing the game. The humans are just minor characters, yeah. and the overall life of Azeroth. <laughs> <laughs> right like we're very insignificant exactly um, but on that note of course uh thanks for listening in guys i bid you to like and subscribe and comment um of course we're on podbean and itunes and hopefully be moving into other territory soon but uh, i'd like to thank everybody who's listened and all the what, 20-some states and... 22, I heard. Right? Yeah, six countries. There you go. So, or, or, you know, differently placed VPNs, I guess. It might yeah. not necessarily be from those countries, but we definitely appreciate it. Glad you're with us. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, comment. Um, of course, we're missing Kager this week. Yeah, we are, but hey, he'll be back, you know. Oh, real yeah. Real life, man, real life. You have to... Take time with family and do things. So. Exactly, especially during the summer. Exactly. Um, and, um, hey, again, like Kegger always says, feel free to, to critique to, to critique us. Let us know what we did wrong, what we did right. I apologize. I, had a, <laughs> I know my tongue decided to dance on me there. But critique us um, if you feel like it. Let us know what you liked about us, what you liked about our podcast, what you didn't like. Um, we always have room for improvement. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah, I'm going to say, in that case, stay safe, everybody, and enjoy.